Let's go. Welcome to Last Chance Q with myself, Coach JB and Sean Salisbury. We will not talk over the amateur or under the expert. It's not only the X's and O's, but it's about the Jimmy's and Joe's. And it's not just quarterbacks. We got all the positions teaching, coaching, laughing, and joking. We're using football terminology so we can get through this faster than we we don't want to use these long terms, coach. We don't we got quick verbiage to get to the point. Last chance cute with the great legendary Sean Salisbury. Yes, yes, sir. Um uh, welcome in to another edition, another install, another breakdown. Last chance Q. Sean Salisbury and I dive into this uh Super Bowl 57. I believe it was. Uh, I'm not sure. I think it was. I don't really care what number the shit is. Uh Sean will be joining us here shortly. Um this show is brought to you by CanadaDipsCBD.com. I uh, just got a bunch of new shit in. You guys got to check it out. Uh, White Widow, Northern Lights, the cleanest, freshest dip you can make. Cherry Pie. You got to check that out. You guys all like cherry pie. And then last but not least, Pineapple Express. I'm going to check that out tonight during the show. Um, CanadaDips. CBD.com. Use the promo code COACHJB, all caps, get you 20% off. Tell them I sent you. Um, this is going to be one of the, for the ages, we're going to break down Patrick Mahomes on offense versus that Eagle defense, the defense that couldn't muster up one pick, one turnover, couldn't muster up one sack. Is it because of the sod God? We're going to break that down. Uh, we're going to get into the side God and uh, see what's up with him. And then we're going to get into uh, the footing of that of that field. Did you guys know the side God is a Kansas City chief lifer? But I just listened to the Kelsey Brothers podcast before this show, and they kind of made light of it. They actually liked it. They wanted the adversity. The Kelseys have an old school soul to them, though. It's a little different. They got a little old school in them. And uh, I love it. I love the old school Kelsey's soul. I love how they don't give a fuck. They don't make excuses. They show up to work. They don't miss games. They grind. Old school, man. Love the mom. Love the dad. Love the two podcasts. Love the show they do. Um, it's a good one. I like it. Um, pound the like button. Subscribe. Become a member if you're not one. Uh, we got bitch made cats in here already. Uh, got to get rid of them. Shane Bailey's in the house. Uh, Bree Black, as always, Bree Black's a loyal, loyal, loyal mammal. I'm gonna tell you, Bree, birthday girl. So you know, shout out to Bree in the house. Give give Bree a shout out. It's her birthday. Um, you know, she she's a loyal fan. If you're not a member of the Slap Nation Discord, make sure you head on over there and check it out. Um, two ninety nine a month. You can you can buy Starbucks. I just got some Starbucks, by the way. This should be a new sponsor. Um, 
but head on over to Canadips. Head on over to betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. I'm just now making my bet on the Lakers game tonight. I'm doing the Lakers. Uh, I'm going to do Lakers playing the Pelicans. I'm going to take LeBron's got to play. You know why? Because the All-Star game's this weekend. And he ain't going to just be able to show up to the All-Star game and miss a bunch of games, and then they're going to talk shit. By the way, when he broke the record that night, um, he he had 36 points through three quarters. He scored two in the fourth, and they lost. Every single record he's accomplished, they lost the game. And you guys think he's the GOAT. <laughs> Kobe didn't lose when he broke a record. Jordan never lost when he broke a record. It's fucking ironic. Mediocrity is the new excellence. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, We're going to wait on Sean here in a minute. Come on in. We got this film. We got this Eagles front seven who couldn't muster up a sack. We got the Kansas City Chiefs offense, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy. Is Eric Bieniemy? Is he going to land a job? I can't wait to ask Sean that. Um, can't can't wait to ask him about what he thinks of the Kelsey brothers um, and them playing each other. And like I say, I've become very fond of the Kelsey brothers. They got an old soul, man. Um, here we go. Sean just came in. We're going to j- bring j- Sean in. Sean's going to join us and uh, in, in the in the in the makes this thing go. Sean Salisbury makes this thing go. I'm just a slapdick. Uh, Sean makes this fucking thing go, not me. Uh, How you doing, brother? What's up, man? You good? Uh, yeah, I just had to, my internet kept, it was, it was, it was scrap. What is it? It was like, hey, it, man, was, it wasn't clear. I had to, if I had to get it fixed, so I, let me it tell was you a little late getting this, it fixed. Today has been the worst day for running shows I've ever been a part of. Really? So you ran into it too, huh? All more, yeah. my whole morning show was fucked. Yeah, what's crazy though, the weather's been just a, I mean, a little bit here, but it really didn't have anything to do with it. And all of a sudden, my phone starts, you know, when you pull up a video, it starts scrubbing, you know, where it just like keeps going. Yeah. And I pulled this up and I put it and it, it didn't show up the way I wanted. So that's why I'm a few minutes. So sorry about that. But yeah, I, I think, I, just, I think you got, you're like kids. I think you're just late to everything. You know yeah, what I mean? No, no. I, I grew up in a family. I'm not allowed to be late, brother. My hey, dad. All the, all the women in the house, they love Sean Salisbury. All the women in the house, they're going crazy right now. They're saying Sean's in the house. They love some Sean Salisbury right now. God yeah. Damn. Well, lucky me, brother. Lucky me. No, I, I, I don't disrespect people's time. But instead of texting you saying I'm coming in, you knew I was coming in. I had to get this thing ready. So. No, dude, I haven't been doing anything other than trying to wind down from all this shit. I went to Adam Sandler's con- uh, comedy show Monday oh, night. Yeah, and for the Super Bowl Sunday, just getting back into, you know, now we're gearing up for baseball and this postseason football and this draft. So I've just been that. Look at, this, now, look at this soft fucking drink. Yeah, what, what is it, a, a vanilla shake? Hey, that's what you are. You're that guy who goes and gets coffee and – I say, give me black coffee, and you say, no, I'll take a shit. If you want a milkshake, motherfucker, go to McDonald's, okay? Hey, man, I don't do Starbucks very often, but when I do, this is the only time I'll drink out of a straw, by the way. Only time I fucking put my lips around a brown cylindrical object, I'll tell you that. Man, how is your, you need, uh, do you need to go to your, your gyno appointment? What's going on, bro? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, let, me, let me ask you something. 
What's up? So today I had Just a couple joking. guests. Technology is fucked up. Missed on a couple guests this morning. Then my show went frozen and locked me out. There you go. Then my show. Then my chair snapped on me. Well, you got a fat ass, dude. What's I going mean, on I, with you? I've, I've, I've lost 40 fucking pounds. I know. You look like a male model right now. I, I am. They call me fucking Zoolander. Yeah, let me bite down on that inside. Let me check you out. Give me that look, man. Give me that jaw. Let me see that jawbone. There you go. Bite. There you go. That's blue steel. That is the blue steel move, isn't it? Is that, uh, who is that? It's uh, my guy's name. Who's that actor? Ben, F or, uh, ben Stiller. Yeah, Ben Stiller. That's right. Ben Stiller is unbelievable, man. Blue fucking steel. Yeah, you got to, you got to kind of suck those lips in. You know what it's like. Yeah, I don't suck, suck lips in. You know it's like sucking those lips in. Fuck out of here. I don't <laughs> suck fucking lips in. Uh, you motherfucker, man, this is unbelievable, man. Uh, hey, man, I haven't seen you in about a week. I know you've been bullshitting, big old. I mean, <laughs> sending out menus like you're like a red card. What was this a post Grammy award dinner you were throwing? Uh, Shit. Unbelievable spread I put together. Let how me many, tell you, how many people do you have show up for that damn thing? Ah, uh, about twenty. So you, I mean, the vittles, dude. It was enough for me to think get on a plane on Super Bowl morning and fly my ass out there. You should have, but yeah, you know. I mean, you handed that thing out like I walked into a five star. Hell yeah, fat well, I, I guess. Eat. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, damn, this guy got this. We got appetizers. He's damn near telling people what fork to use. You know, you had <laughs> hey, one of those with like eight forks. Know, that's the the smallest one for your shrimp cocktail. I hear hey, you, man. Hey, that, hey, do you hold your shrimp cocktail fork like this? Uh, no, but you hold your martini with your pinky out. I know that. Hey. Dude, but that uh, that tri tip had to taste good, dude. That would that had me. No, that's, that's that's, I love tri-tip, dude. That fucking brisket was unbelievable, too. Did you put that, did you cover that mustard like we talked about? Oh, yeah, I did the I did the brisket, I did the tri-tip, I did some fucking links, I did a goddamn, uh, <clears throat> man, I, I, I did it all, short, fat, skinny, and tall. I had short, fat hoes here, I had skinny, long hoes here, I had them all here to eat. Oh, well, they gotta eat. Everybody <laughs> does. Don't they? Hey, they do, man, they do. Uh, Hey, man, we got – there's a lot going on here. I was on Unnecessary Roughness last night, Barstool with Brandon Walker. We talked some uh, football, and it was uh, – kind of, his show's kind of blowing up today. Uh, there's some good dudes. I haven't really – I've never talked to them before. Um, you know, I know you do 28 shows a day. Uh, we haven't been able to talk about this thing. There's a few things I wanted to dive into before we get this film underway because we got the Chiefs on O, the, we got the Eagles on D. What do you think about all the conspiracy theorists out here talking about the 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 guy they call Sod God? Have you heard about this? Well, I know the the guy who used to do all the, as far as the Sod the the Turf Master was uh, Dick. I mean, uh, not Dick Tomey, um, Dick Toma, right? In his night, have you retired? He's always. I mean, I've always <laughs> known that guy right there. Is it Toma? Something Toma? His last that name? There you right go. There? Yeah, I've known him, not known him. He was, listen, when I broke into the league, he was the number one turf guy in the NFL. He still is. Odd guy, that's what I'm saying. He's been doing it forever. He's got to be 80-something, pushing. Now he does. He's got to be 90. Hey, and he's a chief fan 1,000%, and apparently they did, a, they did some studies on the cat, and he told Roger Goodell – you know, I'm a Chief fan. If I got two hearts, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Chiefs and the Eagles. And Goodell was like, "Listen, you're employed by the NFL. You got to be a little more impartial than that." And 
It's on record. And now there's there's a bunch of people pissed off, not only in the betting communities, but in the game itself because of uh, what the fielding and, and what the what the what the footing was okay. in the game. Well, here, here's what I don't get. Okay, first off, well, number one is like I said, he's been the guru. He's like to turf with whoever the best gambling guy is in his thing, whoever the best at who Denzel. He's like you know he's like the guy, right? I think it is, isn't it? Dick Toma isn't his last. What's his first name? It's something Toma. George Toma. It's George I Toma, I think. I, I think know. it's George Toma. T O M A. Dick Toma used to be. Remember, he was the Arizona coach. Remember, a football coach years yeah, ago. Yeah, Dick Toma. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and a Hawaii's coach, George Toma, I think is his name. T O M A. But he's been doing this thanks to hell. I've just known him as like you would know, like Jim Tunney, a referee. I mean, he was the man, right? And has been forever. Listen to this. Listen to this fun fact. He missed the year, the year the Chiefs got blown out. He didn't um, he, he didn't do that game. And I guess he was sick. And then he did the game where they beat the Niners. <laughs> okay, well, let me ask you this. But I, when they say turf, everybody's got to play on the same turf. So how's it a can? I don't know. Listen, I don't – I understand. I'll listen to conspiracies, and I know that he's – but, but I can guarantee you – Whoever sweeping the basketball court at the Los Angeles Lakers court at the at the at the you know over there at, in in Los Angeles at uh, what are they calling it now? What's the name of their arena now? Staples. Yeah, is it still Staples? It is, right? Yeah. It's Staples. Whoever sweeping it probably is a Laker fan, right? I would assume. I would think. I would. Think. I, I, would assume, I mean, we go to a national title game if it's outdoors, like or at the Rose Bowl, it's grass. I don't yeah. know if the person who knows. Maybe they're a Pac-12 fan. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, I'm not Phil yeah, conspiracy. I, right. My whole thing is okay. So let's say he likes the Chiefs. He didn't referee the damn game. Right. He's a Chiefs fan. That's okay. We all. Are, I mean, shit. If the Raiders were in it, I'd be wanting the Raiders to win too. But I'm not going to bullshit on the turf and try to get somebody hurt. But didn't the Chiefs have to play the same field? Sure as hell didn't affect Jalen Hurts. He's the best player on the field on on Sunday. Yeah. So, so, so to, I, I'm just trying to figure out how well, is it an advantage? Let me ask you as a football guy. That he knows didn't cut football. out a piece of turf and say, hey, here's the grass, Mahomes, when you scramble, put your foot on this piece. And I don't see how a turf guy favors one team or another if they're all out, if they're playing on grass. Well, the guy in the chat here just time said, why, why didn't they change their cleats? Well, if you don't know the story, they changed their cleats three times during the game. Yeah. They changed their cleats a bunch of different times. So yeah. I don't know what where you – but you thought they just fucking didn't change their fucking right. cleats, slap hey, dick? They changed J the cleats. Yeah, JB, I'm not saying that the turf wasn't in bad shape. I get how it slid. I think it's inexcusable at the NFL, regardless of who's a fan of who. Two years they had this sod field and getting it ready, and it's inexcusable to have it ready and there's nobody playing on it, not to have it in perfect condition condition for the Super Bowl. That's the inexcusable part. Fuck the conspiracy theory. Exactly. That's an inexcusable billion-dollar uh, you know, business. Yes. And athletes, and you expect the best from your players, your referees, your coaches. I can sure as shit expect the best when you've had – we don't get two years to get ready as players for this damn game. You get right. two weeks. Right. So, yeah, that part's inexcusable. But this conspiracy theory, I don't know how anybody can tell me that one team has an advantage over the other since they're both playing on the same shit. All right, I got two things for you. And I'm not into conspiracies. I just listened to the Kelsey Brothers podcast. If you haven't listened, I, I, I love them. I love, them. I love, I love both of those cats, man. I'm I do. I love them both. Uh, J. 
Jason's old school. Kel- Travis is a little younger with a little more swag. He's more of the hip-hop generation. Jason's a little older, backwoods, more of a center type that you expect him to play O-line, right? Uh, I just heard them both talk. Both of them just talked and said, we didn't give a fuck about the turf and the grass. We both had to play on it. We actually like the worst to con- the, be- the worst condition, the better for us. We like the adversity. That's what I loved hearing about from those two cats. Yeah, because they're not making excuses for shit. Exactly. Now, let me make let me give you this excuse. I'm not going to give it an excuse. I'm going to ask you what you think. You're a coach. You played the position. You, you played at the highest level for a long time. If I'm a coach and a competitor, and there is this inclination out there, if me and you are coaching this game, and we're on the sideline and clearly see that my team that had 78 fucking sacks on the season couldn't muster up one sack, and I see my defensive edge rusher slip and fall a million fucking times in this ball game, I would be pretty pissed. And you got to, as pass rushers, the number one issue, as we know, is what? Bad turf, grass, wet grass, rain. We want to negate the pass rush. Well, it was negated, and I've been watching the game all day. Sean, I'm going to tell you, these motherfuckers could not get up the football field, man. And do you, do you, do you put any, uh, you put any uh, weight to that? I, I, do I believe that you need footing, that, that the best place to affect the defense is an edge rusher when he's on? Yeah, I, I, I do believe the turf, bad grass affects, slows down a pass rush. There's no doubt. There's, there's no, and Chris Jones didn't get anywhere near the quarterback either, did he? No, none of them did. Okay, so I, I get it. You're exactly right. Then, then my, my counter to that is for people that want that to be the reason, because I know when you lose, everybody's looking for a reason, right? Everybody is. I'm not saying it's Philly fans or anybody, and I get it. Like I said, we shouldn't. The thing that sucks, we should never be having this conversation after the Super Bowl. There was too many good things that went on in the Super Bowl. Hey, keep talking while I show this video. Keep yeah. talking. So, uh, for me though. There's one. Okay, slips down. I, that, listen, there's no doubt the turf was, the, the turf was not good. Guys, slipping out. There's no doubt. This this is obvious. There's no doubt. Now I can tell you this, and the one you just showed, the 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 last pass rusher, uh, with the number seven, he cut off his wrong foot. He's cutting off his inside instead of his outside. That's not on the turf. That's called you cutting off the wrong foot, man. You know, we tell receivers all the time, you can't be cutting off the wrong foot. You're going to end up your ass on the grass, and it happens. But, yes, I, 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 do I think that it was a problem? Hell, yeah, I think it was a problem, the turf. Do I think it was a conspiracy to favor the Chiefs? Well, you know, hell, they could use some speed because they lost Tyreek Hill. Um, the conspiracy didn't slow Jalen Hurts from getting on the edge for 70 yards and throwing for three-plus. I mean, but, yes. Uh, there, there is absolutely no doubt the turf was was shitty. That when I say turf, I'm talking about the grass because what people don't understand that is an indoor outdoor. That's a roof stadium, and they can you know do it. But they they grow the grass outside and bring grass in. That's real grass in their stadium. So yeah, it was slippery. I didn't like that part of it. I think it that it affected players. I'm just trying to figure out the, the one thing going into a game. How do I know it's not going to poorly affect my team if I'm rooting for the team against it. I mean, are we just saying we're better on slippery grass than you? You get my point. And why would you want to do that to Mahomes? Wouldn't that be the worst thing for a guy with a bad foot, bad ankle? 
I mean, Sean, we've been dealing with this, this bullshit thoughts about conspiracies our whole life as players, right? Every time whoever loses, even if it went the other way, if the Eagles won that game, there was going to be, oh, did you see Kelsey slip down on the corner route? And did you see – it's always bullshit. You have to adjust in football games. If this game was in the rain, Sean, what the fuck's the difference? There's no difference. There isn't. There's now, no I, I'm going to tell you, a buddy of mine – Named Louie, he's a uh, he does the Iowa Hawkeyes field. He used to do the Rams field here in L.A. He used to do a bunch of college football fields and NFL fields for a long, long time during the season. His company does. I talked to him today. He's an older man now. He told me that that game, that field, he said, I don't know about putting too much stock into the entire part of the turf and the sod, but he said there was entirely too much paint on that field. For, that I believe, yeah. Like they, oh. that is a bad problem to have in a game of that magnitude. You yeah, just the sweat don't. and the moisture that starts. You you, you get and then people start and then you slip like crazy on. It, it's like you know it's like you know you don't see on a cake, right? Or think about this too, JB. Like I just got well, like nine months ago, I got my driveway. I put like a uh, on my driveway. A they come and they put a. I changed the coloring, so they basically did they, they stamped it right like a concrete stamping, but it's really glazed and smooth. And when the when humidity hits and you go out there in the morning, I mean, if you're not careful, you'll slide and you'll be you'll be right on your ass until it oh, starts. My dog slipping my backyard yeah. all the time when I epoxy right. that bitch. So in truth, yeah, and that's what I did. There's some epoxy. And same thing with your garage floor, right? When you do that in your garage, uh, I, I think we've probably given the conspiracy theory entirely too much time. Um, but I get the argument, but I don't think how I, I don't see how it favored one team over the other. If it screwed your edge rusher up, it screwed up Frank Clark and 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 I don't I didn't have a dog in this fight, dude. We were just picking games. If it screws them and, and Hurts handled it like a pro, and I love the Kelsey's approach. So bottom line is one team's wearing a ring, one isn't, and there's gonna be some offseason stuff. The the Eagles losing two coordinators and twenty guys that are free agents, and Jalen Hurts has proven. And I know I probably like him a little more. I, I don't think there's no there's no jury out on Jalen Hurts anymore, in my opinion. Jalen Hurts is going to get fifty million a year, and he's going to win a lot of games. He's not going to ever be the purest passer in the league, but he has he'll find ways to beat you. And you don't have to be the purest passer in the league to win championships. I was on I was on Whitlock yesterday. He asked me that question, I, and I and I, I want to pose it to you. Um, I'm I'm. I'm not too far off from you. I'm, I'm not a true believer quite yet because I just want to see him be more consistent. Here's my question to you, and I think you'll, you'll agree to at least the question. You may not agree to the answer. They got 10 unrestricted free agents that started in that football game yesterday. They got to sign this cat to a long-term deal. He wants a long-term deal. He's on the end of his rookie contract. They could either tag his ass or they can sign his ass, right? He's going into his fourth year, correct? He just finished yeah. his third year. Okay. So And remember – but people have to understand, you're like, well, that's two years early. No, 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 no. It's only first-round quarterbacks that get the fifth year. This is He's not a first-round quarterback. So if you remember, he was taken in the second round by the Eagles. So this is his walk year coming up. This is the last year of, yeah. his, of, his, of his rookie contract. Yeah, good point. So my, my question to you is, you're an owner, you're a GM, you're a coach for that matter. You got Jason Kelsey could walk away from this thing. He could come back. You got 10 other starters in that game that, that are unrestricted. You know when you go to the Super Bowl, Cats want more money to come back. So do you think this kid hurts 
in three or four years is only going to let me ask you, is he going to be good enough to beat you and win you a Super Bowl with his arm? Because you know, as I know, Lamar Jackson's deteriorating with his feet in front of our very eyes. He's still elite. He's still a freak, but he's not getting, he's not going 90 anymore. He's going 70 now. Next year, he'll go 50. He's losing a step every single year because of just the rigor and the bang and the, 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 the constant grind. Jalen Hurts has to be good enough with his arm as a, if you're, and I'm asking Sean Salisbury as the owner of the Eagles right now, you got to say, okay, this guy can win me a Super Bowl with his arm because his feet fell us. Or are we banking on this cat to score three touchdowns a game in every playoff game going forward for four years to give him $200 million? I just can't go with that yet. I, I, I got to see him improve a little better with his arm consistently um there's just not gonna be you just lost your oc too sean who who made a run game for you now you got to replace him um i i I don't know if i'm there yet i want to see him play another year and and i got to put all my eggs in one basket like they've done with all these other quarterbacks that have have really bit them in the ass kyler murray in arizona lamar jackson uh you know watson and cleveland just bit them in the ass for at least the first year um, are they going to get an investment on their return? I don't know. The Eagles have a serious issue here because I believe they're waiting to see what Baltimore does. Yeah, both of them, regardless of how, if, if neither one of them sign long-term deals, both are getting franchised the next year. They're, 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 for now, it's this year, it's it's for Lamar. At the end of this year, it will be for, Kyler, for uh, Jalen Hurts. Here's how I feel. His arm sure looked good enough and consistent enough in this last game to do it. His short, his touchdowns, short runs, and I know his running ability opens up things throwing. And then, I, and then I also have the, you know, do I ever think Jalen Hurts is going to be as pure in the pocket as Joe Burrow? No, I, I don't, but I don't think he has to. Now, you're right, every year that goes by, I'm hoping that every year that goes by, the next coordinator, they get to a point of smart, where they say 15 or 16 designed runs is not the way we want to do this. And, and I tell people all the time, if you're a smart runner and he scrambles out and goes, makes a play, I took far more hits in the pocket than I ever did out of the pocket. Now, I'm not as elusive those guys, but learning how to run smarter, we're okay. I got nine yards in the second quarter. I'm not going to take on a strong safety and a middle linebacker. I'll slide here and live to play another down unless it's fourth and nine in the fourth quarter. We're down six and I got to run through somebody. The difference also between Lamar and him and and Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, Lamar, and and uh, um, Kyler Murray, is this kid's a big, thick, lower-bodied kid. I'm just telling you, he's different. Now the hits add up anyway. They're going to add up to Josh Allen. They're going to add up. You, they're not going to be able to live for the next dozen years doing this. Now, you can start to wean yourself. You don't ever want to take coach the running game out of him. Of course not. But they are going to have to be selective. It's a, Listen, the wear and tear running back takes after a while. It starts to wear on him, even if you're Derrick Henry. Eventually, Henry's not going to be able to tote it 40 times. They, they know it. Why do you think they're going to try to get a quarterback that somehow can take a little bit of that pressure off him at some point? I, I, when I say I'm sold on Jalen Hurts, I'm not leasing right now. I, I would give him – he's going to get paid. Now, my thing is if – I'm not saying you, JB, but if there's people that, well, I want to see more. So if he repeats next year what he did this year and finishes second in the MVP, is that is that enough? 
Or is it going to say, well, he's still, I mean, I honestly don't ever want to get to the point. Do I think Jalen Hurts could line up and play the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo or Brock Purdy? And if neither team was running the ball, do I think he could make throw for throw with Garoppolo or Carr if Carr's in Tampa, one for one the entire game and beat them if both run games were shut down? His feet and the and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers run game or the Saints? I do. Do I think he could consistently do it nine times out of ten against the Burrow or Mahomes? No. But if Philadelphia played Kansas City ten times, I believe Kansas City is going to lose half of those as well. And a lot of it will be due to Jalen Hurts. I saw him. Say what we want, and Mahomes is a hell of a player and had a good game. The best player on the field on Sunday was Jalen Hurts, period. And the offensive line who did a great job. Jalen Hurts was the very best football player in the Super Bowl on Sunday. Had they won the game. You're high on him. You're pretty high on him, huh? Well, I'm high on him because he wins. One thing that we got to – I'm not saying you, JB, but where I get the argument is – I really don't give a shit if a guy can snap back and rig. I watched Derek Carr do that for four years. 1,000 yard, 4,000 yard, 4,000, 4,000 yard. I'll guarantee you he ain't winning a Super Bowl for me. And I'm a Raider fan, and I love him. He's not. I'd take Hurts every day and twice on Sunday to lead my team in January over him. He's poised. One other thing he ain't going to do, he's not going to leave the study part out like Kyler Murray does. I can sure as shit tell you that. So at least how the, how the talk is about Kyler Murray and the dysfunction there. So I'm high on him because I don't believe in this age of NFL we're playing now. And you know me, dude, I'm a straight drop back, put your foot in the ground and let it rip. I don't believe we're in the age now of this league. I always believe that if you can't throw it from the pocket, you're never winning a Super Bowl. And it's bore itself out. Guys who throw from that position win. And then they extend. Mahomes can extend. It starts here and expands. It doesn't start out here and then come back in here. Always starts there. You throw from the hula hoop in the pocket, and then if you can evade the rush, buy time, throw off schedule, buy time with your feet like Mahomes did with the longest play from scrimmage in the Kansas City Chiefs game on offense was 26 yards, and it was Mahomes running it. How many times? We, we never hear that when it comes to a Kansas City Chiefs. You can skin the cat more than one way. Now, back when I was playing JB, what, JB, what we saw, yeah, do I like the prettiness of a guy dropping back and throwing it? He's not going to have to get into out-throw somebody 17 times a year. He's just not going to have to. But I tell you what, since the time I saw him, for the time I saw him as a freshman at Alabama, his first, star, his first game in person playing against Southern Cal to now, quantum leaps. You know how I feel. I've, you know, I've told you. i got to get better mechanics. If you'll get the ball out, there's some things that still need a fixing. But, shit, how many Super Bowls Josh Allen been in? Herbert, I mean, I mean, we, we can go down a list. This dude's been starting two full years, just two. Playoffs first year, Super Bowl next. Now, I know the question is, well, what if they lose a bunch of guys? Can he carry a team for 17 weeks on his back running and throwing? And will he wear out? Yeah, JB, 20 carries a game, 15 carries a game. He's eventually going to open himself up to more injury, and it's no good to me paying a guy $50 million to stand on the sidelines. But if I was his coordinator – I got to be more judicious with how I get him on the edge and running, but be able to keep the threat there. That's why I'd go out and if I was them, I'd draft B. John Robinson with with the tenth pick of this fucking draft. I'm letting I'm letting the running back there now. Uh, he he he's a free agent. He can go. Miles Sanders. I'm gonna let him go. A good player, Pro Bowler, the kid at Texas. And I usually don't subscribe to top ten running backs. They got a luxury this year. 
you add him and you keep the, the nucleus of your offense, they're, they're the best team in the NFC. NFC still, why? Because they got the quarterback, and we don't know who San Francisco is going to play. I'll tell you right now, you trust Trey Lance or Jalen Hurts more. Uh, you know that answer, right? So as we go around the league, so I'm not sold on him as much as I am Mahomes or Burrow throwing it. I can tell you this, though, if you don't have him in your top six or seven quarterbacks in a the league, they're not watching the same game I'm watching. I didn't say six or seven throwers. Right. But, yes, yeah, sustaining. But, JB, we've changed so much. We, we, I don't know how – I don't know how – with this brand of football, the way we play it now, of, of being a dual threat. So when you start inside, he's, he's throwing better from the pocket, and he escapes. Like I said, you, you do, we're not going to have guys that just run for a living, that that's what they do. They're not going to win a Super Bowl. We haven't seen it. Even Russ Wilson, when he won his Super Bowl, made some plays off play action from pocket and bootlegs. I'm talking about the guy who just runs, runs, and once in a while throws. Steve Young was one of the great pocket passers we've ever had. Elway, all those guys. They threw there first and ran second. As long as Jalen can do that and you can limit it, he can win. Now, is there going to be a game they're down 30 and you got to drop back and throw it 40 times? Maybe. But I don't think you have to do that every week. And in the brand of football we're playing now, with the way it's changed, the days of, unless you are super like Burrow, and he's still got movement, the days of a guy who drops back three steps, five steps, seven steps, takes a hitch and throws it, and that's all he can do, those days are damn near over, man. And unless it's cyclical and we and we, we we go back, we, it changes back. But right now, if you can't do both, you're going to get left behind. And all four of the guys that are picking in this draft have, have, have that type of skill in the first round. Stroud's not a pure runner, but he showed against Georgia that he can run a little bit. So I, I'm, I'm probably higher on him than you are, but I think I see a different poise in him than I do in most quarterbacks in this league. I can win a championship with Jalen Hurts, and I would – be willing to bet you anything that he will win one before he's done. I believe he's got that moxie. We'll see. I mean, it, I, you know, I, I just weigh it out when we're, when we're grading QBs. I'm weighing out at all the things. And I don't want to be too nitpicky on this deal. But, you know, if we're going to really give him our, all the flowers and we're going to give these guys like Mahomes calling him the GOAT and all these people already anointing him the GOAT and all this, and I'm like, let's, let's pump our brakes here a little bit now. Uh, he played against an all-rookie secondary. And, I, and, and, you know, I'm looking at balls that he threw, which we're going to watch tonight. He threw two pick sixes that Goddard snatched away from defenders. And that game's different also. So I just want to make sure. He also threw a deep over route that should have been caught when they left their feet down at the five. That He also threw his have... best football. He also threw his best football I've ever seen on the out deep out corner route that was over the outside backer's tip, you know, on the sideline that was caught. That ball was actually caught. That was his best ball that I've ever seen him make. So can he make that throw consistently? And I'm all in on the guy. I, I mean, he's changed his platform. He's changed his mechanics. He's he's a winner, like you say. He seems very coachable. He seems like he's a hard worker. He seems like he wants to be there. I mean, this is all the shit you want from your guy. Um, so I'm with you. I'm all in. If, if, if I can see that guy make that throw all the time, then, yeah, we're talking a top five guy. Um I just want to see him. I want to see him a little bit more without the QB run game and, and make throws on time okay. because he does this. have two. He has two elite wideouts, Sean. You're damn right he does. But isn't that the goal? Montana had two elite wideouts. Brady had at one point. I mean, over his career, Brady didn't. But but, that, but I'm saying that's my point, though. Yes. That, those those quarterbacks made those guys shine. I I, I want to see these two guys 
do what Chase and Higgins is getting stat wise. And I want to see him. I want to see these big time what Jefferson and 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 what's his name does up in in, uh, in Minnesota. Thielen. I want to see these guys get these big numbers um, like Devontae when Green Bay. And, and 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 these type of guys, I want to see those big numbers because you know, you know, as I know, those guys don't get big numbers unless that Q is a real deal, right? And then the opposite of that is true. We yeah, just named, we named, like we named, we named, we named Carr, Cousins. We talked Minnesota, the Raiders with Devonte. We talked about a bunch of teams, and all of them were watching this dude play football last Sunday night. Yeah. So I, I'm with you. The consist. I can tell you what, I saw a couple of those that tell me he's got the throw you're begging for on a regular basis in him. Can you yeah, make him on a regular basis? Right. So, and he was the best football player on the field on Sunday. So, uh, whether it's consistent, that, and you know, we can sit here and speculate all we want. We got, we're going to find out. Yeah, yeah, I would, yeah. I, I, I would pay him. I would pay him. That was the question. So you said you yes, will pay I, him. I, I would pay him. I'd pay him more than Kyler Murray in two seconds flat. Uh, me too. I'd pay, he's, me too. He's, he's at it. I'd pay him more than Deshaun Watson. Me too. I'd pay him more than Murray. And while Jackson's been an MVP at this stage of their career, I, I actually think that Hurts is every bit as good. Well, you and, can do more yards, with Hertz, in my opinion. Yeah, and he's a little more. And I love Lamar Jackson's uh, uh, dynamic uh, plays making skills. There's a poise about Jalen Hurts that I like above above all those guys, but. I would take Jalen Hurts over, and Kyler's making two hundred million. Listen, here's my opinion. I think that I'd pay him forty-seven to fifty million, and I'd guarantee eighty percent of it, or what have you. The difference in guarantee, you're going to be a little worried about will the injury step in because they run it so much. I get it, but he he better listen. He should blow by Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson. I mean, hell, those guys been in the league. Those guys been in the league, and this dude's already in. He wasn't a first round pick, so. I, I like him. I'm a fan, and I think people are going to learn to love him. I do. And I say in the Cincinnati, and you know I'm, you and I have Burrow. If he's not one, he's not three. He's in the top three for both of us. If Jalen Hurts is playing in Cincinnati and has those receivers and that offensive line, do the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Kansas City Chiefs because he steps out of trouble as opposed to getting sacked? And Joe Burrow is pretty elusive in the pocket. But Jalen's more elusive because that's – I mean, he runs more, right? So the question is, while we're saying, well, these elite receivers, they may not be as gaudy as stats, but wouldn't they have had just as big a chance to beat Kansas City with Hurts doing that? And then the bottom line, after all this, Mahomes still wins. Going 21-27, to 27, three touchdowns, protected the ball, made the simple play. Not a ton of off-platform shit, made the simple play, and then the big run, protect the ball. And I know we're going to get into this tape – there was a brilliant play call by Andy Reid on the touchdown to the right that was open in the flat. The way they changed their motion will shock some people because it was something I guarantee they studied. And when we get a look at that, hopefully we have it. I don't know if we do, if not today, another time. But it was a brilliant play call, hence why those two guys in the flat were wide open for Mahomes to make easy throws. Nah, no doubt. Uh, before we watch this film, I got to ask you um... – the quarterback sneak, I don't know if you got to see Richard Sherman, kid that I got to coach and coach his older brother as well uh, that went to Boise, Compton native. Um, to me, he's the top top 10 corner of all time, in my opinion, just because of the of the length and the uh, cerebral uh, intuition that the kid had as an offensive player his whole life going over to defense. Remember, people don't remember, he caught a winning touchdown to beat Pete Carroll at Stanford at, at, as a wideout. Um 
Did you get to hear his uh, podcast? Sherman's? He talked I, 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 only, I only hear excerpts of it once in a while. I don't hear all of it very often. He talked about a QB sneak, the QB sneak. And here's a little graphic here. Um, the NFL needs to look into banning quarterback sneaks this offseason. Um, we're quarterbacks, and we call it like it is. We hate the pussy rules. Can't hit the quarterback. You can't do that. We both hate that rule. We believe we should be able to get hit. And some, we, we do want to protect our guys, but we also – Want to, we want to play the gladiator sport it used to be when we grew up. Now, he was talking about this being abolished because of what it is. And it's basically, it is aiding and abetting. I mean, there is, there is some pieces to this that I don't like. I don't like the advantage of pushing a guy um, and all this. But what he brought up, Sean, was the fact that we're protecting the quarterback we're changing the rules. We're worried about tackles, horse collars, and et cetera. But we got guys diving over the top to stop this play, and they're hitting these quarterbacks in the face and the neck and the sternum and all these different things. And then the quarterback's getting pushed from the backside, and he's like, you're going to see a major catastrophe any moment now, and you're allowing three or four guys. Not only do we allow it, Sean, we allow motion we get motion a guy full speed and he just fucking pushes him in the back. I mean, to me, it's kind of pussy. I, I, I'm not really a fan of it. Um, what do you think? I, I always hated the quarterback sneak anyway because they guys were getting clean shot. When I played, they could hit the crown of the helmet. They're taking clean shots on your head. All yeah. the, time. the quarterback. I'd rather be out in the open to take a guy on than I. The quarterback sneaks. You couldn't protect you. They nah, say protect yourself. And you're worried about the football more than anything and, and pushing forward and driving. Guys used to fly. I took some of my biggest hits on a helmet to the head during a quarterback sneak. Um, I'd, I'll tell you what, Richard Sherman's on to something because we're so full of shit in the NFL about we want our players to protect them, yet we'll play them in a game Sunday night and then they got to play next Thursday and we wonder, oh, yeah, but we care about them. No, you care about the money that goes with having your stars on the field and in hopes that they're always protected. Now, you're, they, they want to change all these other rules about a normal tackle. The defense is always hosed, and I'm an offensive guy. I'm telling you what is going to happen is they're gonna, you're going to get resistance on the inside, and you're going to get, what is it, irresistible, ob, irresistible force and movable object type of thing. And you're going to get a tight end and a fullback and a lineman who lines up in the backfield, pushing him from behind. His knees are going to go on the ground. Somebody's going to push him back, and he's going to his his legs going to shred, or both of them. Or your it's back. Going, it, I, I'm just telling you, it's going to happen. Or I, your back. I, right, the lower back, the lower lumbar situation, and you're going to have to be a yoga expert to do it. We're because we just assume because because what is the defense going to do to counter that? They're going to start putting jumbo personnel in on defense on shit like this. They're big defense. And they're going to come and do the same thing while their linebackers pushing, their defensive tackles pushing. The big And you got two 340-pounders back-to-back. And so, basically, it's a tug-of-war. And at some point in time, the quarterback's going to lose footing. The guy blocking for him is going to lose his footing, fall down. He's going to fall back. His back's going to get bent backwards. An ankle's going to get underneath there. Basically, you're saying, dude, you're getting pushed on both sides, pulled and pushed. You're gonna at some point, you're gonna suffocate your ass, and I don't mean literally. And and something's gonna. Richard Sherman's right. I don't know why we decided to do this. Now, listen, it works, and there's nobody better at it than the Philadelphia Eagles, as we witnessed. They're good at it, and they got a big, strong quarterback. But 
it, it that, that's why the, the hypocrisy is classic. When, when did it become legal, though? Because back in our day, you couldn't push the QB. No, dude. It, 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 well, now, I may be missing it. It feels like it's the last five or so years to me. And, and we stop guys from jumping over PAT. Right. PAT and PAT block, you can't jump on the fucking over the center. Right. No, you can't. That's what's weird about it. <laughs> the own guy's pushing. It's, 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 a, it's a bad combo of somebody trying to hit you as hard as they can, and you got big fellas pushing you from behind, regardless of how big a quarterback you are. Hell, we can't even line up over the long snapper when we're kicking field goals anymore. That's what I'm saying. And we want it. So Richard Sherman's on to something, whether they outlawed or not. But please spare me the, not you, but, well, we care about our quarterback. Well, you don't care about that guy on a fourth and a half a yard. Now, it looks good when you're the team getting it. But at some point in time, that quarterback's coming out of there. I'm just telling you, dude. I am just telling you. Let me go further. Let me, all the guys in the crowd here, ban the quarterback sneak. What the fuck? Well, it's not a quarterback sneak. That's what you don't understand. Oh, it's a rugby. It's a rugby scrum, is what it's it is. It's a fucking a clear advantage on one side or the other that is going to end up fucking somebody over. And I'm just telling you right now, this is not a quarterback sneak anymore. This is a complete by rule and definition, Sean. NFL rule book and definition. What is a penalty or a flag? It is a distinct advantage over another player, causing them harm or an ex- distinct advantage over a player to either impede a catch, a tackle, or a score. So this is, to me, a clear advantage over a defender, is it not? Yeah, and you know what else comes into play? We say we don't want anybody that's uh, exposed, meaning you know can't protect themselves and or an unprotected receiver to take a hit, right? But in truth, while you think you're protecting the quarterback by pushing him from behind, and trust me, I've been in the quarterback sneak situation, you're not protecting him by pushing behind. You're working to get a first down. There ain't anybody going to sprint behind the, the, the offensive line and come back and hit him from behind as a defender because you're late to the party. But imagine, I, I listen, all you got to do is I, I, if we were all together and we had an in-studio audience, I'd say, okay, let's pop over here to the water cooler. I need, I need. I don't need all 22. Just give me eight on each side, 16 cats. And here's what we're going to do. And at the snap of the ball, and you, I'm a biggest guy in a room and somebody else, and we're going to push the quarterback from behind while we got an irresistible force and we're the immovable object. And all of a sudden I slip and go down and I hit him in his lower back and it knocks his knees out from under him and he falls back. And I know people are going to say, well, Sean, how often does that happen? I can just tell you quarterback sneaks suck for the quarterback. They, they always have. And – it only takes one to lose on those quarterbacks, and we're doing it a lot. So hey, your your Trojans, your Trojans beat Notre Dame. Or Reggie I was Bush. at the game. I was Bush. in person at the game on the Bush push. I was there, and, 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 and about the conversation. Was, that was still illegal at that time. And yes, they, they didn't call it right. So I, I don't know, JB. I may be late. Maybe it's fifteen years. I don't know how long. I just can't remember as many times over the last two or three years. I don't remember eight years ago us talking about. Peyton Manning getting pushed into the line of scrimmage. Maybe I'm crazy. You know what I mean? Let me ask you this. Can I line up at safety at 12 yards and time the snap and fucking blow the center up full go? I guess you could. I'm talking about on on a a a special team. Oh, no, no, no. You can't touch him. 
I mean, what's the difference? You can't touch him on a punt. You can't touch him on an extra point. I'm just saying, that's, that should be allowed then, in my opinion, if the offense can do this. Of course. It just it, and, and it's not even just the rule of being able to get an advantage on the first down. You really are putting your quarterback in harm's way. I'm just okay, telling right. you, you are. So. Oh, hey, Sean, let me ask you something. You just broke it down. I'm pushing you. I got Travis Kelsey in my fucking backup left guard. I put in the game at fullback to push me. And then Fletcher Cox blows my center up, just so so be it. And I, I get hit in the back knee because I slip in the Super Bowl with a thousand gallons of paint on the field. And Kelsey and, comes in high and hits you in the chest. Hits me in my neck and snaps my fucking back in half. What what happens then? Yeah. Just picture a power clean and you can't hold the weight on the way up and it falls back behind your head. That's about where you're and a dude's sitting there about to run you over. I listen, and you and I are anything. But soft. Fuck, I think we have too many rules to protect football players. I do. I'm just going by the way the NFL is telling us they want to protect players. And why the hell are you allowing this to happen? Yeah, it's all bullshit. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's, forget the just the advantage is one thing, too, JB. You're exactly right. It's the damn the quarterback. You're, I mean, we see it so many times so often. And like I said, I think we got too many rules to protect players. It's a physical game. Shit happens. I don't want anybody to get hurt. But unfortunately, when you play tackle football in the park with your buddies or in pro football, Guys get hurt. This, to me, promotes an injury. We're just fortunate it hasn't been hurt that way yet. I'll guarantee you, you know how some quarterbacks come off the field wincing, but we don't, you know, they, they get that little wince. I can guarantee you, everybody thinks, oh, it's clean, it's easy, no no problem for the quarterback. I got news for you. It's no fun, as I've said before. And that was when you had to do it without a push. Now it's push. And those guys can't hear you when you say, okay, first down. They're going to push until that whistle blows three times in their ear. So... Hey, before we move on, Richard Sherman's on to something. You and I fucking don't ever, we don't shut the fuck up. So we're already almost an hour into this fucking thing. We haven't even shown a snap. Let me, let me ask you something. You're a baseball guy. I'm not. Uh, I like it. I like it in October. Um, What in the fuck is this? Is this real shit? I think the bases are three inches larger on each Each side. side. Um, I ripped this today. I think it's a save the old head and rules change. It's bullshit. I, I, I want to see the statistic that tells me and they say it's, you know, injuries. I want to see the, I, I want to see this. The Babe Ruth. I wasn't, we weren't worried about it then. Why are we worried about it now? It's been, <laughs> if we're going to change things, why I understand if you want to change, get the pitcher on the mound and quit jacking around with the, with the rosin bag and get your ass on the mound and pitch pitch clock. I'm all for or the Nomar Garcia Parra, who I loved. I'm a Red Sox guy. In and out of the freaking batter's box, adjusting your batting gloves for 40 seconds. Get your bitch ass in the – I'm not calling him a bitch. I'm calling whoever. If it was me, get my bitch ass in the, in the batter's box and fix those batting gloves and get up and p- p- put a clock on them too. I mean, we've gotten to the point. Do you realize you can't even – if you throw the ball over to first base twice because Ricky Henderson's there, do you realize you can't throw it a third time? Is that not the strategy of this game that we've been watching for a hundred thousand years? Like, isn't it like let's play cat and mouse with you? If yes, you want your yes. shot, go ahead. Yes, and they, they want to encourage more stealing, they say, like in the minors. Well, let me just tell you, first of all, and save the and well, the injuries, if you have a bigger bag, there's more space to land on. Do you know how many times a guy gets jumped up when the guy comes off first base and lands on him? That he actually literally gets stepped on his ankle? How many times a year it's gonna happen? Not very many. So please save this, the, the injury stuff. And if you're coming at me about injuries in baseball, the fuck out of here. Okay? I'm going to tell you right we- now, Sean. I say within 10 years, all four bases 
are going to be home plate bases in the ground. Yeah, but how do you how do you slide and hold on to the bag? You're not going to. It's going to be electronic. He's going to have a fucking electronic goddamn thing that you touched it or you stayed on it. Watch. It's going to because I, I don't understand the safer thing. If a base is off the ground, how many bad catastrophic ankles have yes. we seen snapped? That's the deal. You're going to get more injuries sliding into the base of the bag than you are yes. going by it and a guy steps on it. And listen, if you go by it and you hit it on an angle and you twist your ankle a little bit, the, the worst ones come when you jam your hands into the bag or jam your foot into the bag. But the size of the bag just gives you more place to jam it, okay? And he, and then you tell me, well, we want to speed up games. Come again? <laughs> you gave me bigger bases for more offense. Hell, you're going to be able to lead off first base by 45 feet and still have your left foot on the friggin' bag, okay? Halfway to first base, so or to second base. So wait a minute. Do you know the average baseball game was like three hours and three minutes last yeah, year? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you want to speed up. Do you really give a shit if you go to a game in truth, JB? If it's three hours and three minutes or three hours, one minute and 30 seconds? In not truth. A, not in, in, a game, no. Right, you're not going to go to three hours. It's not going to get down to two hours and 27 minutes because we changed the size of a bag. And here's another thing. You say you want to speed it up. What do larger bases encourage? More steals. more. What do also they encourage? You get to the base quicker. There's more room for you to be safe, right? Because you, your hand's going to touch sooner with three more inches coming hey, to can you. Can I, I get a 42-inch bat now then? Right, right, exactly. And put pine tar up around the barrel so I can use that too. And then, so you're promoting more offense. What do longer innings mean? More time. What does more time mean? More runs. And if more runs or longer innings. And then by the time... So, so what do you cut? You, you, you maybe add 30 seconds. I just, the, the, the thought that we're changing the intent, we're, it's a freaking clown show. If you're like, well, you know what? Let's just do this. I got a great idea. Sean, it's we, everywhere. It's football, yeah. baseball, basketball, everything. Yeah, so we started with this horse. Show. Oh, it's COVID. My favorite. Hey, listen, we're going to put a runner on second in extra innings during COVID. So the game doesn't linger on. We want to get an advantage. The guy never has to earn it. And we're still going to do that now and pass this. As if this is, you get a free runner. Guy's pitching a gem, but I'm going to give you a free runner at second base, which I think the rule's horseshit too. But we did that during COVID. Well, we want to be safer because, you know, apparently the virus knew it was 7 o'clock and 1030 at night because, well, we had to do that. But now, now, now that we got that nonsense out of the way, we're still putting runners on second in extra innings and giving up a free goal because a $40 million player can't play an extra hour because he might be tired for his three o'clock wake up call the next day for a seven o'clock game. I'm not saying this is on the players, but sports change rules just to change them. They, they do. They change rules just to change them. We didn't need a bigger bag. It makes it look like the Ringling brothers and Barnum and Bailey circus. It is awful. It's no need. And can we just keep something? It's not old head. It's not, oh, you're a boomer. No, no, no. If you're telling me that the only reason you're doing it, you want more runs, so the average fan who doesn't watch is going to watch more because there's more runs, I'll buy into that a little bit, but the average fan's not going to sustain you. It's the baseball fan that is. We're going to wait. We're going to take seven minutes, though, of this game you want to speed up to pat down the pitcher after the game, after the inning, to make sure he don't have no fucking, uh, what is he going to have on him? Some scum, some snot, some fucking piss. Yeah, you know what? You you can sell me on certain rule changes. Let's get up and pitch and not stand in the batter's box forever. I get that. But to change the bases, 
I've felt baseball in 1975 with the big red machine was pretty good when they had normal bases. I thought it was pretty good last year when Aaron Judge won the MVP and guys were winning, the Astros win a World Series. I don't have any idea why it doesn't even it makes me look like are we are we really like like we're experimenting with like like you know how when you have minor league baseball they do all the fun things with the what's next we're going to have a mascot run the bases for you Get the I fuck out of here well, start, I, hate it. I love baseball I can't stand I cannot stand this new look of the bases I cannot stand it oh uh, it's fucking feminine man um all right Sean, here we go we got we got we got the chiefs on offense the eagles on defense I got a stat for you 38% of the football plays ran, the Eagles slipped or fell on on defense. All right? We're not going to use the excuse of the field. We're going to break down the true science of the game. Sean already pointed out, some of these defensive ends are rushing up the field on their inside foot. Some of these guys are pass setting incorrectly. Orlando Brown Jr. fucking dominated the line of scrimmage on offense, and Andy Reid flat out out-schemed a inexperienced defensive coordinator. And I'm going to break that down for you right here. Uh, Sean and I are going to disappear from the screen and, uh, and you'll be able to hear us both. Sean, you're good. Yep. All right, here we go. We got uh, the Eagles went right down and scored Sean. And it looked like, Holy shit. This could be a, a, a an ugly one. Um, this guy number 15 is pretty good, though, to bring you back into it, isn't he? Not bad. Yeah, so we get a diamond front here, which is a diamond front, meaning it's a five-man down lineman and a one and a linebacker in the box, all right? We call it a di- – I call it a diamond box. And we said last week, JB, and over the last week, that this is what you were going to see. And you that's said, what we you said. said this. Yeah, you said five. We're going to get this and a wide nine at the top and get after the quarterback, see if you can get a little pressure on him. And, Son, I want to break this down because I got to show a little bit of this on my show this morning before my shit froze up. I want to break this down real quick. So I want you to understand this as a coach, and I want you to understand as an offensive coach like myself, I want to let this be known out here. The two five wide nine techniques out here, these guys, they're in two-point stance 1,000% of the game every game. So Andy Reid took this into consideration. Him and Biennemi went in and game planned this and said, all right, Sean, as you know, as I know, a lot of the novice fans may not know, if I'm in a two-point stance, that means there's two things I can do. I can speed rush off the edge, which they do, or I can drop into coverage. But I cannot do multiple things like these guys can with their hand in the ground. That means they can run a line game. They can run a stunt. They can run multiple different things inside. These two cats out here, this is all they can do. And Andy Reid took full advantage of these two outside rush guys knowing they're either going to drop or come up the edge. And with a light box, knowing that these linebackers right here all game long and the safeties were five, six, seven yards deep, there was no concern for a lot of pressure. They did not blitz the house a lot. They didn't do a lot of things. They played coverage, which we said that's going to get killed if they don't mug Travis Kelsey at the line of scrimmage. And the Eagles were so badly outcoached, and it was a bad, bad look for a guy who just got his first head coaching job and a guy that got bypassed in Eric Bieniemy. That's a whole nother show. Sean and I will touch on that later. But I just wanted to tell you about the the inside, the outside rush guys and how Andy Reid took full advantage of it. Yeah, where's where's Kelsey? Will you show them real quick? He's right here on the edge here. How many guys are over him, JB? 
Let me let nope. me let me let me nobody that pass rusher's coming regardless. That's yep. Travis Kelsey in blue. Yeah, there's Kelsey. The guy at the top's not covering him. He's rushing. So if Kelsey's getting look at this. Nobody yeah. touches him. They're handing off, but nobody would have touched him until he's five yards down the field. Yep. The exact thing we said you can't do. And he he listen, he was efficient. Six catches, six targets, what, 80 yards or whatever it was. If you run after the catch. I, I I don't I don't this this philosophy to me. Oh Shut well, we'll up. catch him at five. I, I don't get it, dude. And and he uh, listen. He, they've done a great job defensively the whole year, but I don't understand. Uh, to me, it's elementary school rule that eighty-seven getting a free run. It's almost like you're just giving him a hall pass because well, he's Jay, he's Travis Kelsey. We got to. I, I don't get it, John. I got to be honest here. I'm a, I'm. A- I know defense very, very well, and I know it because I'm an offensive guy. And if you're not, if you don't understand defense, then you're not a very good offensive coach. So I think I'm a pretty good offensive coach, and therefore I understand defense a little better than the average Joe. I'm going to be honest here. You got Schuster Smith, Schuster Smith on the right side, who I've coached his entire life, and I grew up with him. Man, Smith Schuster, yep. Smith Schuster here on the blue. You got a guy. Uh, you got a guy here on the edge who's really a pass rusher he's not really a linebacker a cover guy he's more of an edge rusher guy so where is the backer or the safety or the corner on schuster smith an eligible real receiver number one flaw that i see in the eagles defense number two sean we just don't leave fucking two gaps open like this on a duh, on a double tight end set, it's just the most unsound shit that I can see. And and you and I have watched multiple NFL DCs, especially Tampa Bay. We've watched Kansas City on defense line up wrong with Spagnola. We've seen the Eagles now look like horrible, horrible misalignment. And I just don't understand how number one, you don't have this fucking safety walk down. And sit here, right here, nub this guy. I don't know how you don't have hands on Kelsey from the line of scrimmage, and you put this guy over Kelsey and have a corner sitting here. I am very, very dumbfounded. And if I'm Andy Reid, I'm running the football to the bubble all fucking day long. Yes, and you can have as a defense by doing what you just said, which we I begged for for two weeks on this tape that we've talked about. You can still keep the integrity of what you're trying to do getting after their defense, but in the process of it, you don't give the best tight end in the planet and who is your go-to guy free run. I, I Listen, I saw, I saw Leslie Frazier do it with Buffalo last year in the playoffs Shot. against Kelsey. I, I honestly, listen, I, I, maybe this is the way some of these new school cats are calling defense. Spagnola's not new school. No. When I say new school, he's, he's been around the league a long time. Well, they got Super Bowl rings. I get it. I, I, I get it. And Eli Manning does, too, for making great throws. And Mahomes does, too, for making great throws. I just don't get – I wish, as a, as, a, as a non-amateur about when it comes to football, who knows defenses as well, too, if I was a quarterback, I would never come into a game like this knowing who that guy is and expecting you to give me free reign on 87. Sean, let me, I would let me never expect it. I gotta co- I gotta coach this up, man. I, I just I'm I'm really flabbergasted, man. I don't even know what other word to use. First of all, we are so fucking misaligned. I don't give a fuck what front you call this. 
You can call it a bear. You can call it a diamond. I call it a diamond. If it was a bear, it would be a second linebacker in the box, in the hole. I'm calling it a diamond. But I want to point something out to the novice fan that probably don't understand this. I'm going to use a blue line. Number one, this guy is Fletcher Cox, I believe, right here. He is misaligned. If we're going to be gap sound, this makes no sense for Fletcher Cox to be in a four eye on this tackle. He should be in a fucking three technique at minimum. And number seven should be down here tighter to the tackle. So we have another gap exposed now by this. The reason I don't want him in a four eye, which is this technique right here, is because now I have a nose guard whose arms width from this motherfucker. It makes zero sense. And look how tight I have a three technique, Sean, or, or a four technique right next to the nose guard. Like, what are we doing? This three tech, this four technique should be right here now as a rush guy, and we should bounce this entire front over. So now I can adjust this accordingly on this side. Why are we fucking three gaps short over here on the nub? There is a double tight end set, Sean. This is declared strength. I'm you will, lost. You, you, you will not see the majority of coaches in the world that I know that have any clue at all. And Jonathan Gannon, he's a new head coach. He, <laughs> he has a clue. I mean, they hired him. Play five yards off without putting a body over a two tight end set. You will not see that in this league. You wouldn't see, you won't see it in high school. I don't know. I, I honestly don't understand the approach. I really don't. And they don't fucking do nothing here. I, I mean, the they're playing Chiefs, zone. The Chiefs, the Chiefs offensive line dominated them this week. They did. They're playing, but Sean, again, my points. Sound. I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the soundness of the defense, not the execution of it. And not only that, though, Andy Reid knows, Sean, by declaration with my motion of Kelsey just then. Let me go back and explain this in depth. Kelsey motions. We declared to the defense what we're doing, and you declared to us. You just you just swapped. You're in man now. We know you're in man with this, or you're playing a matchup zone, which means this guy's going to travel with Kelsey, even though he's going to play zone, which is fine. I've seen that before. It's so like a, that would be the equivalent of a box and one in basketball. Yes. So where we're they playing got him wherever. Right. There's yeah. man coverage normally when you get the. Guy running with him in motion. They declared early. There's no question but about Sean, it. My point is Andy Reid knows by declaration, by the safety depth here, that we're not getting any pressure. We're going to have a four-man go every snap or maybe plus one. We have six protecting all night long, and you don't. your linebackers are at six-yard depth the entire game, and you, you can't run games from here. You can't do anything twist-wise with this fucking – Even if you blitz them, they're not going to get there in time before the ball comes out. That's what I'm saying. So I'm confused. Andy Reid knows this, and he is playing check checkers while you're playing chess. And no, it's he's like, playing dude, chess while they're playing checkers. That's exactly chess right. And, checkers. and I'm like, dude, what are we doing? This, this, is, this is unbelievable, Sean. Like, this is for, – for a defense that has this many dudes on it, it is one of the worst coach jobs I've seen, and I'm, I, I love Andy Reid. You know, as well as I know, we give Andy Reid a lot of credit, 
But I'm going to tell you, when you line up this fucked up and this bad, and, and we continue to see it week in and week out, I am totally convinced, Sean, that the NFL hires who they know, not what they know. And I know for well, a, fact, a fact college does it. Coaching is so fucking bad right now. I'm going to tell you, I've watched more film on the NFL where I'm like, you're shitting me that you're coaching in the NFL. Yeah, it's, it's, sometimes it's not sound. Now look at this again. Go get, I wish that we had the high angle. There ain't nobody there. There's nobody there to contest Kelsey. Result no. is free run. And now you're, you're playing right into his hands. Oh, let me get to the next second level. Ball game over. See that window on the far hash? John, don't even reroute him. Not, not once. They don't even – nobody put a hand on him. Like, what are we fucking doing? The very first hand on the best player at this position in the NFL and one of the best in NFL history, the very first time he gets touched, a hand on him, who is going to catch 120 balls is 5, 10, 15, 20. We're 20 yards down the field minimum. And when Mahomes is throwing it from 20 – from the line of scrimmage, it's 20 yards. Now, why run just a dig route? I'm not, no, nobody even like gave him a pat on the ass to congratulate him on the catch he's about to make when he ran by them. Hey, look at this. Free run. Slip number one, I'm going to mark it down. Slip number one on the logo paint. Yeah, there you go. That's right. Which too much of it. There you go. Way to, they finally got a hand on him 22 and a half yards, bud. How, how you like them apples? Uh, that's fucked. I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I am fucking blown away by the front. And now, now you have your rusher, Sean. You got your fucking rusher. I broke this down earlier. They're going to run turn back protection so everybody understands. They're going to block this way. Everybody's going to turn this thing back, and, and then they're going to have a guy sitting out here to block the edge, and we're going to sprint out to the right. And we know and coverage, we right? This linebacker, Sean, is sitting here at five. He ain't coming. And, we know that we have a guy now in a two-point two stance that is only going to rush or what? Drop. And now you're taking your best speed rusher and fucking dropping him into coverage, Sean. Andy Reid's dick is hard at this point. Look, look at, at this. this shit here. And look at he's in no man's land. What? what, what, what? <laughs> you got to be shitting me. Look, and, and with Hassan Reddick's used to trade, Hassan Reddick's used to coming downhill. Not playing flat-footed. I mean, he didn't know, do I rush? Am I in space? What? And he, this is, you know what, even though the score was close because Jalen Hurts and their offense, this was awfully easy. Oh, look at this, Sean. I mean, Andy Reid knows how light of a box this is on sprint-out protection. Sean, they, Andy Reid is playing games with this inexperienced D.C. I'm just telling you right now. And as you and I have we as we watch this, we're we know as coaches and players, like holy fuck, Sean, he is taking full on advantage of this box right now. But there's Sean, no disruption to the edge either, Reddick. I mean, this is just a free run for Mahomes. Look at this, Sean. Novice fan don't understand. We got a tight end in the game that we or a bigger body receiver that we're going to reduce the formation. We're going to put him tighter, okay? Because we know your nine technique out here is either going to rush up the field a million miles away from my quarterback, which doesn't mean nothing to me, or I can block him with a, a, another tight tight end, and you're not going to add anyone to the box, Sean. Yeah, if right, and if you look at this guy, Sean. I got 83 here. So I have another edge protector, and you have not need to. anything yep. on defense to, to, to make me spread you out. And not only that, you're talking about on the left there, 88, the, that run. It's, it's a dead sprint, Mahomes. You're not going to, from that age, you're not going to chase him down from there. 
even if you were look at the look at that and they're just standing at the line of scrimmage. Look at this. I mean, Sean. And Reddick's in between. He doesn't really know what to do. Oh, here's that putting JJ Reddick, I mean, putting uh Hassan Reddick in coverage would be the, the equivalent of telling Chris Jones to go drop in coverage when we need a sack. You, you, <laughs> you, you, that's just not his strength. This is track stance. Holy shit, Sean. He's, he is taking full advantage of this young D coordinator who just got a head coaching job, which blows my fucking mind. All right. What here we I go. Coaching about this cat this week. Remember I told you about this cat this week, Pacheco? That dude's yep. a monster. Great. We're going to get motion, easy. Sean. We're going to get man motion. Andy Reid wants to know what coverage you're in. So here's the deal. Mahomes is checking. If this guy don't motion with this motion, we're going to run an RPO scheme. If he motions, we're going to hand the ball to a light box because we got numbers to the left. Now we get man. The Philadelphia Eagles don't do any adjusting, and we have numbers to this side. Look at this shit here. I mean – you got to be shitting me on defense, man. This is unbelievably bad. Look at the safeties all the way misaligned. You got a man guy on the motion, and now you're a hat short to the in the run game. And the, the guy going in motion doesn't even realize that the guy's handed the ball off. And Pacheco's, that's a grown-ass man running the football now. I mean, Sean, that is bad as I've seen a fucking defensive front lineup in a diamond front. We're sitting here in bear, by definition, and fucking – getting gashed it shouldn't happen sean bare front should tell us we got to throw the football not here and we're getting gashed on defense because they don't know how to line the fuck up this is just flat out they're not even interested in this game do they well defensively in these first few snaps it looks as if i mean offense looked interested when they went down and scored but look watching at, this tape is sober it's sobering have a look at this pussy right here. Spotlight is on your fucking ass. How about this pussy right here? Look at him battle, backpedal, backpedal. Look at this pussy. He don't want no part of a fucking tackle. Holy shit. Well, that's the same he who held twice. Look at that shit right there. Mm. Yeah, oh. Pacheco. He, there's a few guys in the secondary who don't want any part of him. I, I was actually surprised at the lack of scheme soundness in the game. And then when you rewatch it like this, JB, it's sobering. Because I hold Philadelphia's defense in high regard. But it just goes to show you how much coaching matters. Andy's offense was far better defense. And Philadelphia's offense was better than Kansas City's defense, too. It looks the same way going the other way. No doubt. Yeah, we're going to see that here in a second. But this, this is unbelievable. I mean – Sean, look at this. Now we're in one high man free. We're now in man free, Sean. And you know how you know when the defense don't know what the fuck they're doing? Is when this happens. We got Travis Kelsey by declaration. Andy Reid puts him out here. We're going to motion him down. By design, we want to see what they do. Is this corner going to come down or is this safety going to come down? We want to know. But guess what they do, Sean? The fucking too high safety comes down late, and he's going to now. Now you don't have any reroute. You have no type of fucking hands on him. And now you're going to get gas cityed by the best tight end in football. And I'm sitting here like, you shitting me. Look, again, free release. No hands look, on him. Look at Chelsea fall and slip right there. 
Yeah, the in the paint. Look at this, dude. All right, so free release. Man free. Simple look at, look at this corner up here, Sean. Take a look at these guys getting punked. And, and Sean, I missed the play. I showed it on my I, I showed it on my show earlier. I wanna I wanna add you back in real quick. Um I wanna see you when I tell you this. The first play of the game, the offensive tackle for the Chiefs ripped off Fletcher Cox's helmet and fucking punked his ass. And Fletcher Cox showed up in a blouse anyway. But that game, that play to me declared, we don't give a fuck about your 78 sacks, and we're here to fuck you up. And that set the tone of the game, in my opinion. Now that you mentioned it, before you run this tape, what was he wearing? He was wearing I, saw, I, I saw it. I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. He had the, uh, the, the jacket clasped at the sides right over here, the sport coat or uh, whatever you wanted to call it, clasped at the side like. It, it, it looked like fucking. Uh, and then a tube top blouse that was that was all gray that showed his shoulders. I, I, I was, listen, I, you dress how you want, but I was, I was like, I, I don't even remember what Fletcher Cox said. I was so into looking at what's, what, what is he doing with this outfit here? What's and then look? Juju walked in with a dress on. Hmm. I don't know. But here we go. Hey, fashion. It's fashion week this week in New York. So there you go, bud. Yeah. I, I was just, I mean, I was asked. That's why you brought it up. I'm like, I forgot about that. The yeah. Fletcher, Fletcher Cox had a, a, a different looking top on that you that I would normally see hey, a guy wear with a suit. So, and look at look at 65. Give it to his fucking ass. 65 is punching him right in his fucking face. Look at that. Bam. Yep. They didn't give a rat's ass, man. And by the they way, really that's didn't. a penalty, but, you know, fuck it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> didn't call it. Clean pocket. Little drop shot for a touchdown. Too easy. Too yeah. easy. Both offenses had it too easy on the first drive. What was Fletcher Cox wearing again there? Did you see that? I was just curious about that, that suit. He's wearing something that Prince would have wore. But Prince. Um, but, 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 but Prince. He weighs 350. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you gotta be shitting me. Man. I mean, I'm not, I'm not the fashion police or the fashion connoisseur, but I, I was, you know, I didn't, I didn't quite. The, the look was like, Sean, what do you say in the interview? Hell, I don't know. I was trying to figure out the outfit, but that's just me. I mean, I, I'm just shocked. I'm really shocked at this, at this deal. They got, uh, they got manhandled, man. They did. The, the Chiefs' offensive line was the MVP of the game. No doubt. Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch it so we both, we have both. Teams up. I got. I want to. Let me ask one question. Do you have the play anywhere in there? You saw that motion Kelsey ran when they got the second touchdown to the flat in the right flat. I don't know Where's if it was the, a second or third score. Yeah, that's coming up. Um, we could. I could fast forward to it, um, and we could do two days of this, you know, so we don't kill them. But I got. This yeah. is. We're gonna. Tra I want to transition real quick. To the Eagles on O, because they go right down and score. Um, I wanted to get to this real quick because the Eagles now on offense, very similar in the front, but as we see, the D-line is much more sound as far as how they are adjusting to the offensive tackle. You see how quick they engage with the tackles here? because, And you see they're striking with their hands. The Eagles' defensive edge rushers are just clearly up the field. They don't have any hands on anybody. And, and the Eagles didn't have a great game rushing the football. 
That's a hell of an opening snap. Go back to Jason Kelsey. Watch him. Watch his game. Watch this. Watch him punch with the left, throw a guy down, go get somebody else. Yeah, he's, a, hell of, he's a great player. What a, what a hell of a first snap by him. Uh, great family. Those two guys are um, both great players, aren't they? I love they are, and I love the way they compete their ass off, dude. I think, to be honest, if you're coaching offensive line here, his right guard is uncovered in this in what we call covered uncovered rules here on a zone play. Yep. His right guard's covered, so he has to go out here and, and block this guy. So the center is now solo on this nose guard in in scheme, and he's working with the backside technique which is this this lineman right here, as we call him a backside technique. Now our backside guard has to help out. Kelsey, I think, is pissed off that he doesn't get his hat on this side of the nose. And which I is think what he that, wants to do. He wants to get it play side. We want to get – he beats him across face, and Kelsey don't like that shit. So he got him to the ground, then went and got himself another – got him a little more love, get a little chip in. Yeah, we want to get that hat on the other – we want to get that hat on his upfield shoulder here. Um, little empty set. Um, Devonte Smith would take advantage of this right here, right now. Uh, they brought the black. They brought the blacker. They brought the backer shot, and they're trying to replace them from distance again. Very unsound. Um, if we're talking just coaching one on one. This guy is not going to cover Devontae Smith on a fucking hitch from the backside hash. And I like the progression. I like how Jalen Hurts recognizes it. Yeah, and watch him worse. Watch him ball placement. Watch, go back, folks. Oh, well, you get the end zone shot. Go ahead. Yeah, we'll see. He'll away from the backer, right? Yeah, watch it. Yes, you got the backer running I, towards I like his... him to throw the ball sooner, though, Sean. Oh, of course. He, quicker decision, there's no doubt. That's the thing we've talked about improving earlier see he doesn't need that extra hitch it's a he doesn't i'm talking about the quarterback doesn't need the extra hitch he could have gone one two three out one two three out but see the backside linebacker running but where he throws this ball makes up for the fact that it's a little late he throws it away from the most dangerous defender outside shoulder which is telling Devonte smith turn away from where turn away from the inside because trouble's coming and uh, the 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 backer who's that gay coming from the backside right there fifty, is that him? Yeah, I believe so. Watch this now. Watch it. Could have got it out a little quicker. I want to point out the difference in the Eagles' defensive line yeah, and the Chiefs' defensive me. line. How much more sound they are. We're in three point stance on the edge. We can run a line game now if we wanted. We can run a game. We can do three things here. I can make him go B. I can go A. I can take the backer and bring him. We can do different things with a sound defense. If you watch the Eagles D-line, these guys are in two-point stances, jet stances, and they're only upfield rushers. Andy Reid clearly knew that and took advantage. The Eagles now have to understand, okay, there's other things that the Chiefs can do right. when we have uh, multiple stances. So it's just a difference in, in, in philosophy, and Andy Reid clearly took advantage of a young D.C. Boy, did he ever. Did he ever. Um, back to it. Personnel Goddard's in the slot. Um, and, and, and crossing route. Another accurate throw. This the I know folks at home say, "What's the big deal about this?" I'll tell you what the big deal is. He gets him on the run. And I, I, I want to see. What, 
Jalen, he's in Houston, Sean. You got to go grab this guy. You got to go get a hold of Jalen Hurts. We got to fix his his delivery a little bit, his 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 his, his fucking arm and, and and quicken it up a little, and then we got to we, get we rid of it. We talked about how he has. We talked yeah. about how he he pushes that yeah. ball back where he should just go up and out. That it's a little more. And I want to hit him right now. I want him to stop. I want him to be done with this drop already. Right. Where, Put your foot he's drifting and he's settling in, and 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 I I get it. That ball is actually behind him, even though it's in front of the defender. But that is due to his drifting, and we want him to be the greatest guy we can possibly have. Firm, That's why we're kicking everything. A firm lower base to do it, and we've 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 broke him down before. That the release of with his upper body, there's an extra movement, and he doesn't need too too long. Watch the ball goes way back. There you go. You don't need that. He needs to go up and out. It's a little bit of a Ferris wheel look, but it's that's a, weight it's room, Sean. Yes, weight room. And this is why I tell people: this guy right here better get in his fucking weight room. And not only not only is it a weight room thing, Sean, it is a it is a statement that Chiefs made in the first quarter that we are here and we are going to hit you in the mouth on the O line on the defensive side of the ball. The Chiefs are making statement after statement, and the Eagles didn't respond. God, what a thump this was. And they had a 10-point lead at halftime, too, did the Eagles. It, it, uh, but if Jalen Hurts ever speeds that up a little bit and gets more mechanically sound, imagine how good he can be as he's doing great things already. You're 100% correct. The Chiefs smacked him in the mouth, Sean, and I can now we're seeing it. You ain't lying. That ball right there is out of bounds. Um, but that's basically probably all he had. That was probably later in the progression. He don't like it. I also um, think didn't feel like well he had no shot because AJ Brown pinned him to the sideline. He yeah, had no shit. He didn't give him any room to fade him away. Yeah, and I don't know where the safety was. I'm not, we don't need to break down an incompletion at this stage. But later on though, he throws the ball to Devontae Smith. It should have been a touchdown. He caught it in bounds, but it was at the three yard line. That that could have helped him out if he would have scored on that play. It could have gave them more time. Um, at the end of the game, that's a play that people don't want to realize. We'll 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 get to that maybe this later this week. Um, but you know we're gonna break this down for a few weeks because we'll break this game down by quarter. Uh, yep. You know maybe later this week we'll break another quarter down for you, and then next week we'll do it too. Oh, um, but yeah, this is uh this is what he does. I'll get out of bounds. There you go. Don't take that unnecessary hit. Smart football. Yeah, and I know the Chiefs. Chiefs are ready to go. They're wanting to smack this cat because they're 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 putting people's dick in the dirt here early. They probably got tired of hearing about how good Philadelphia's defense is and wanted to make a statement themselves, right? Exactly right. I don't mind it, Coach. I don't mind this ball. Um, you know, this is a this is an odd coverage. This is a quarter drop zone look where that is a hard. The coverage to decipher as a quarterback. We got a one high look here, Sean. So if I'm seeing one high like this, I'm thinking this is a man look, man look. And then he's going to get over the top, which is an NFL Spagnola old school coverage that we haven't seen, uh, you know, in a long time. And then he's going to become a zone dropper right in this area, which is going to confuse Jalen Hurts. And this is luckily it's to a big body guy who boxed this guy out and you know got if, if he if he recognized it earlier, JB, with that, you know what I would like to seen? I would have liked to seen him ball come out early, but almost turned it into a comeback from the inside slot where he brings him down the stem a little more. 
you know, see how he's flattened where he's flattened when Goddard comes out of this. Freeze. If I could get him oh, working here. back, yeah, working back towards the top of the zero, you know, yeah. even if he doesn't get there towards that, that's where I'd like to get him working in Jalen. But if you anticipate and throw him, but that is a tough read and a very accurate throw to protect him with the football. If he holds it another split second, that, that ball gets broken up. So he, he, he took an extra hitch trying to figure it out, but makes a good, accurate throw. Good for him. Yeah. God had saved him a few times this game. Sure did. Good player. Underrated football player. Yes. I don't call that a save right there, but here we go. A little double option look. This is a little double or a little double. Yeah, I believe it's double RPO. He has the option here. He can give the football based on the DN, so it's a triple option look. He could throw the stick route right here or the flat route right there. He has triple option, or he can run. So this is a all-inclusive football play, and it gives Jalen Hurts full autonomy here on what he can do. See, and another thing that I don't is like. something that you can't – it's a hard play to defend if you're not ready for it. And this – I like this OC. This OC became the head coach for the Colts yesterday. Yeah. Um, he's not going to have Jalen Hurts, at least not yet. So – uh, I, I, you know, I'm curious to see what he does in Indianapolis, but I like the kid. I like his uh, system. This is very similar to what I run on offense, and I, I really do like what he's doing here. He, so people don't realize real quick, this is an arc release. So you understand, this is an arc release get out by this nub tight end wing wing player. We're running an inside stick by the slot, and then we're floating a guy over to hook this end or get to the flat we can do multiple things with him and we're going to read the defensive end all in one play so we can hand the football off to the back if we like it so there's this is triple option with full autonomy and in in the in the system is is a uh, football that i love because that's what i run and you get a guy a playmaker the ball and that's it, what happened you know it turned out great but i would have on the initial, uh, the way it turned out, but I would have once Devontae Smith, I would have once I sat down, I would have kept working inside and reset in the second window. But I, I would have come on the right there, see where he is. Now it worked out, but I mean, if he'd have just taken two yards inside and shown his numbers, he would have had a clear vision. But Jalen Hurts, that you can't teach that. That's just being a football player. No doubt. No doubt. Um, here we go. Reduction. We got a reduced guy. So we got we got Smith reduced tight like a tight end. We got reduction Goddard. We got double tight end set over here. A tight bunt set. And I, I just, Sean, I'm still lost on defensive coordinators giving this space. I, I'm lost. I understand we're waiting for an outcut. I get it. This is waiting on an outcut because we're in a bunch set. Well, why can't you wait on the outcut four yards shallower? He's, he's waiting for somebody to come out here. I understand why this guy's here, but goddamn, he is not a run stopper for me, and I got a safety at, on the goal line, which to me is unbelievable. What is he doing there that he can't do here? I, say, I don't know, and I don't know what the, the outside guy's doing that he can't do from four yards shallower. Like, if I, I just talked about the safety being too deep, and what if he was up here, Sean? What if the safety was here? I mean, yeah, yeah, what the back at he hits the back six yards closer. Yeah, no question about it. Come up and thump him there, and now you greet him at seven yards. He runs right through your ass to the two. Like, what the fuck are we doing on defense in the NFL? I am fucking flabbergasted by defense, and I love Smag. I know Smag. I, I, he's a great. I do too. I'm he's a hell of a coach. I mean, 
Are you telling me that these players are defiant and telling you, fuck you, I'm going to line up where I want? I don't believe that's the case. I so, can't imagine you could do that every single snap and keep your job. Right? So I'm confused here. Why are we so fucking badly unsound? And look at the payback you get for it. Seven, eight yards in. Those are precious hard yards inside the 10. They should be a lot tougher, though. There should be a lot tougher yards to get than getting me eight yards on an inside handoff. I can tell you that. And he's going to. That's a good play. And the best way to beat inside handoff is penetration. Early, create a new line of scrimmage, unblocked, finally made a play. That's bad. Mm-hmm. See, that's when I would read that motherfucker right there, Sean. And pull it. Yep. Yeah, and that's why I want Jalen Hurts to carry his fakes out so these guys don't know if he's keeping it or giving it. Right. It's little things, dude. Little things. We'll finish this up. Sean, we're an hour and a half in already because we, we fucking talk all the time. Yeah, but, but we had a lot of good stuff to cover at the top, though, dude. Hell, yeah. Important. Look at that. Gain well. Yep. There you go. That was their first drive. And as you saw, Kansas City answered quite nicely. Thank you. Did he score, though? Oh, no. Then they went quarterback sneak. My bad. He got down there. Hey, they yo, yo, let's, this play down, Sean. let's talk about it while we, while we talked about it again. This is this is the deal. Now you got two guys aiding and abetting this fucker. Look at this. This is this is take a knee formation. This is victory formation, Sean. Now watch what we're talking about. The only reason we're saying it, and I think, is what Richard Sherman's trying to point out. Go back to the beginning of that. Watch now. Yeah, watch and freeze it if you can. Freeze it when he first takes his first hit. Upper body. Watch right thirty-two. And they're going to stand him up. Now, all of a sudden, if you go low and push and fall down at the back of his knees and bend him back over. This hat right here, this guy's hat pushes his yes, neck back. Yes, that's my point. And it's, 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 they're fighting against each other, and it's a, it's, it is dangerous. And they, they, they probably like it because it looks good and everybody's talking about it, and nobody does it better in Philadelphia. But I sure as hell, and I, I, like I said, rules are set up for the defense to, to have minimal opportunities. I understand why they do it. It looks good and you can score. But I also don't think it, if you're telling me you want to protect the quarterback, quarterback sneaking that way, that is more dangerous than the original quarterback sneak. Nah, I agree. I agree. Um, let me remove this. Um, good stuff, man. Yeah, we got we to break down. We'll break down quarter by quarter this week and next uh, and get through this game before we'll get through this game for everybody so we can really see this because these two quarterbacks we both feel are going to be around for a while in this league. Uh, and before we start breaking down some college football film in the spring uh, to get ready for the NFL draft in April, we're going to go through some college guys and get through some uh, guys getting drafted. And we're going to give you that coverage as well so you can start to see what we think about the college guys in the draft this year. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, uh, Will Levis. Uh, we're going to break these guys down in totality so you guys can really see what 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 you're going to get in your home fan base. If you're a homer or, you're, or if you're a fan of whatever team you think is drafting these guys. Sean, let me break down something real quick. The Colts. It looks like they're going to make a trade with number one Bears. And are they going to take C.J. Stroud? Are they going to take Bryce Young? Jim Irsay was on film yesterday saying, I sure like the Alabama kid. Are they going to make a trade and go for a Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud quarterback? 
and 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 from what I understand, they still owe Matt Ryan some money. Yeah, they're uh, gonna. They're listen. If they trade up, if they don't take CJ, I mean, if they don't take Bryce Young, the Texans are going to take him. In my opinion, the Texans are taking a quarterback at two. Okay, making. I don't think there's any in my mind. There's no doubt about it. Um, now the question is because you know they've been operating on the. They're not talking much about it. Jim Irsay talked about it and made it painfully clear unless he was trying to throw the okie doke and smoke screen it to get the Texans to try and trade with uh, uh, the Bears. And so they were sitting in a position. I don't know who Irsay likes. He made it sound like Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young's one hell of a football player. Uh, but the Texans need they need a game changer, franchise changer, program changing, uh, meaning the franchise quarterback. So. I would think that somebody's going to work to trade up. It depends on, and you know what's crazy because the the variant. Some people there there there's so many, some love Levis, some love Stroud, some love Young, and if they're keeping, if you're playing it close to the vest and not talking about it, you may actually trade up and realize that the team that you're trading against, like the Texans, if you're the Colts, that you're going to get a guy that they didn't want anyway, that they wanted the guy that you had number two on your board, maybe number one on theirs. So you could be working bidding against yourself. So. I do believe somebody's going to try to get to the one slot. And if it is the Colts and they like Bryce Young, then the question is for the Texans, is Stroud or Levis, in your mind, worthy of being the number two guy, or do you go to a Will Anderson or Jalen Carter? I do know this. If you need a franchise quarterback and your franchise determines that the quarterback that you deemed a franchise quarterback is available, I don't care. You have to draft him, whether the fan base wanted a different guy or not. If you love him. If you like a guy, then then I suggest you 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 think twice about thinking that you know he's your franchise guy. You got to me, JB. When I draft a guy in the top five, I expect him to be in eight Pro Bowls and be a a starting quarterback for a, de- a decade in the league and be that good. I didn't. I don't draft him to just be a guy. I draft him to be that guy. And I don't need a lot of ifs by his name. But I know this: if you love him, draft him. If you like him, I'd wait. Trade down, go get somebody else. Do it if you love the guy, you draft him. I don't know what's not to love about Bryce Young other than he's not six three two twenty five. I mean, that's basically it. In that my is the opinion. only thing. Yes, I agree. And so I, I don't, I don't know if if Ursay loves Young like he basically stated, or if you know Nick Casario and D'Amico Ryan's love Bryce Young. He feels like he's the overwhelming favorite to be the first quarterback taken. The question is, if you get trumped and you don't jump into trading up, meaning the Texans, are you good with Levis or Stroud being your franchise changer? If not, you got number two and number 12. You either package two and 12 to get up. If you get trumped by one of those teams that moves up ahead of you, then you got to decide if one of those two guys, if not, then you go draft a Will Anderson. And at 12, if Anthony Richardson's sitting there and you think, okay, he is a good player, you take him. Or if you say, screw it, We'll wait and draft Hendon Hooker in the second round or whoever you like and go Will Anderson and the number one wide receiver. If a quarterback they love or covet is sitting at number two, I don't see how they pass him up. I just don't. I think three quarterbacks are taken in the first five or six picks, seven picks for sure. Yeah, I agree. I, and I don't even think the quarterbacks are as good as we've seen in recent history. I think I like Bryce. I like CJ, but I don't, I'm so scared of the quarterbacks coming out of college now anymore. I mean, yeah. just from what we're seeing coaching-wise and lack of detail and 
tempo offense. We no coach we, we coach to win. We don't coach them mechanically to stay sound. Or I mean, they coach them for that particular game. They don't care how you get it done, and if you're not getting it done, then they want to know why the mechanics aren't good. You get my point? You yeah. can pull it out of your ass if you're winning, but when you can't, you'll no longer yank it out of your ass. Then they want to know, well, what's going on? Instead of coaching mechanics and just because you win doesn't mean you did it right. We saw that with Prescott against Tampa, right? And then the next week it, it showed that it, they, they got to get better. So um, I, I just, to me, Bryce Young, he does everything you'd want in a quarterback. He seems like a great leader, a great kid. He's a productive guy. But does a diminutive, so when I say diminutive, compared to the other three dudes that you're talking about in the first round, there is a major size difference in those four guys. Hey, let me ask you this. You like fat hoes with an F or fat hoes with a PH? I only know how to spell it with a PH. What happened to you, man? How about this one? You like everything everything going great? She got right in the side of the. There you go. Hit the side of that. There's a blown out back. Or you know what that is? That's a tailbone injury right there. John, that is my point to the quarterback sneak right there. That's why I showed that. And that's a great point because at, at some point in time, one's going to move and one's not. You feel me, dog? What happened to you, man? I just competing, man. That's all I'm doing. I, I take it one game at a time. I give 110%. Lord willing, everything will be fine. And I don't want to thank the Academy. You know what I'm saying? So that's all I want to do. Are you putting a dip in right now? Uh, I am. See, I got you, man. It's a weak ass. It's it. Candidates is good shit, but you know, I'm gonna, I, I might go back to fucking old school cope. You loose might, leaf, you loose might, leaf, fucking Copenhagen. Loose leaf, swallow one of that. Can you swallow your chew? I'm not, not a swallower, John. You know, I'm, I'm more of a. You can't say swallow with a man, can you? Okay. Well, do, would you, do you have a problem if you swallow, will you throw up? Your chew, your juice. I don't know if I'll throw up. Right I'm, not a, I'm not a weak little pussy bitch, so I don't know if I'll throw up if I drank my own fucking chew spit, but I don't think I like it. All right. Just Could like you? I, no, hell no. I, I would never. I'll spit it. I don't chew it. I mean, I don't. I would never swallow my spit with a dip in. I, I would get a little. It happened to me the very first time I did Copenhagen. I swallowed a little piece of the leaf, the loose leaf part of it. And about five minutes later, those beads of forehead started, beads of sweat coming down my forehead. Mad dash to the bathroom. I was at Southern Cal. Now, Skull was fine. But the very first time I tried Copenhagen, I swallowed a little bit of it. Five minutes later, dude, I was I threw up about 14 pounds of chow, man. It was nasty. Hey, I, everyone I've given dip to is always throwing up the first time. Skull was fine. But Copenhagen, very first time. Yeah, because, I, I mean, you know, you could swallow just a little bit, and it set my stomach wrong. I thought I think I've only had Copenhagen one time since then, so it was like, nah, this this one. And I got an iron gut, but that was not for me, dude. Those beads of sweat that start to form, it's like, oh hell no, not for hey, me. The the, the uh, California buddy of mine just sent me a message. I wanted to share with you real quick. This is just starting to fucking get disgusting. We just talked about the fucking bases and baseball being bigger. Uh, California legislature legislation just put in to ban youth tackle football again in California. 
Kevin McCarty, Assemblyman, Sacramento, is at it again. He wants to ban tackle football for children under 12. I mean, but it's okay to go to a fucking... I mean, I'm just over it, man. We're the softest fucking country. I, I mean, I... I, I'll just leave it this. Because, goddamn, we're fucking soft. I got to tell you, dude. You know, I'm a California guy my whole life. Until, well, the last 20 years, Texas. I, I don't understand how did my buddies like you can survive living in... My guy, Rob Schneider, you know, from uh, Sandler's Bud... I went and yeah, saw him. He, he he moved to Arizona, That's Scottsdale. Right. He did he did stand up. He he opened for some stuff for Sandler on Monday night. And I went backstage and saw him afterwards. It was great catching up with him after a while, you know, and seeing him. And it was awesome. And their show was phenomenal. But I, as a California guy, dude, I, I my desire to live there is not is visit because it's so beautiful. I love the beach and everything, but the leadership or the lack thereof. I don't know how that state can tell me that they're doing a great job. Everything point. I, I don't, I don't get it. Ban this. It's bad. They've turned San Francisco into an, I mean, which is a great charming city. Uh, it just, I mean, the list goes on and I don't want to get all into that now. Cause it just makes me sick to my stomach, but I don't know how anybody thumbs up and says, yeah, what a great place now. I, I don't either. By the leadership. I love the beauty of it. Yeah. There's I, so I, much to do. I can't stand. Yeah. It's the leadership, man. They've completely ruined it. And I don't know how people could sit back and say, this is great for what's going on. All the banning this and doing this and not being allowed to do this, this. Now, nah, you can keep it. And I'm a California guy, but no thanks, dude. I wouldn't leave Texas for that if you bought me the house. Yeah, I know, right man. Now. And I wouldn't mind I living in California. There, with that man. leadership, with that leadership, I'm not, no thanks, dude. I want to come there, man, but fuck. I... So tell me this. Ohio's got a major fucking issue going on. Nobody's talking about. Why hasn't Biden addressed the country? I don't know why. I heard Houston had the same fucking thing happen in the derailed train. We haven't talked about. And Arizona yesterday had a fucking truck spill, and there's a yellow gas. I talked to Pat Perez, and he's like, what in the fuck is going on? And then Russia and Moscow had a chemical plant blow up. Are we? I have no idea. What's happening here? Yeah, well, uh, was all of it coincidental? Uh, Four chemical issues in fucking a week, and we still don't have any answers. So listen, I don't, I don't really give a shit what people's politics are. I don't. I know where my politics lie, but I still love you no matter what you root for. I don't. I don't care. I really. I promise you, JB. I got friends that that are conservative, liberal. I don't really care Me either. I don't give a. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not going to ruin it with you and not. Right. I'm right. Fine. I'm not I'm not ruining a friendship because somebody voted for somebody else. If you want to vote for something, then you sl- you made the bed. You're the one who's going to have to sleep in it, whatever that is. And that's OK. I'll still be your friend. I don't let politics ruin friendships for me unless you're a complete asshole and want to be an out. Then I just uh, listen. I'll keep my circle small. I don't need that. But I'm not that guy. Well, you voted for that guy. I hate your guts. How dare you? you if you voted for him, you are him. No, dumbass. I'm not a Democrat or Republican. When, I, when it comes to voting, you vote forever you want. But I can tell you this, a lot of things go, you can't tell me that everything that goes on, there are certain things that everybody wants to put politics on, like, well, you lean left, or you lean right. No, there's just certain things that I don't give a shit if you don't lean anyway. You just can't like, okay? We're not getting communication from the, the, the commander in chief 
about what's going on. Just to, I don't care if it was any of them. Can, we, can you just tell us a little bit, be transparent? Because there are fish dead and there are cows that are right. dead. And I know there's some water that people are boiling that looks fucked up. And I'm like, well, something's going on. Well, to me, I don't give a rat's ass what your political party is. Just like, it just, it's baffling to me. Like I said, you choose whatever you want. That stuff doesn't bother me. I'll vote who I want to vote for. You vote for you want to vote for. I'll like who I want to like you like you. Listen, 40 years from now when, I'm, when it's time to check out, when I'm 102, I'm not really going to give a shit what somebody on this podcast thought of me. I'll be honest with you. Maybe I'll care about what you thought, but I'm not really going to worry about, well, you don't like California. Yeah, I like California. I love California. I think the leadership sucks ass. Pretty simple. That's and it has, nothing, That's and it has absolutely zero to do with politics. I know what a good leader is. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with who you voted for. It just has to do with how you approach the, the people. And politics aren't about the people. They're, they're full of it. Politics are about the politicians. They're not about that. That's my problem. So I don't need to get into it. I just miss the beauty of California because when you waltz in there, I said they're going to throw something else at you that you got to do. You know, jump around, stand in your head, swim three circles with a mask on, throw up in your mouth, choke to death, and then tell everybody you're okay. I, I don't know. Dude, dude, I just, no thanks. I'm not. I'm not doing it. Hey, did you open up for Sandler? Fucking Jesus Christ. No, but if I did, I'd have had him laughing. I can promise you that. Hey, I can open up for mother. I can open up for fucking Chris Tucker, Eddie Murphy, you name it. I'll fucking I ain't I ain't gonna bomb that bitch. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Well, what are they gonna do? Take your scholarship away? No. So so hey. like everybody, I'm just saying, everybody just live a good, happy life. <laughs> Be kind to people. Be Are we shooting down aliens or what the fuck's going on? Is yeah, that just turn for the Ohio thing? What's going on here? Leave people better than we found them and just start shooting aliens, man. That's the way I live. Be kind. Hey, leave I, people better I, than you found them and shoot the aliens. I don't know. I don't mean illegal. See, I'm not talking about Southern, but I'm talking about the, the the dudes that are coming out of the sky, right? That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about shooting. Ill- See, I don't know what you were talking about. I meant the alien aliens. You know how we're like, did you hear the last few days? Like, man, we, uh, uh, you got caught up, yo. I was going to clip that bitch out and yeah, put it on the SPN. Yeah, I know. I'm not talking about alien, the, the illegal aliens. I'm talk, talking about, you know, how like on. You're making a wall out these, there in Houston? These, these, these politics. Yeah, that's okay. You can put one up if you'd like. These poly, especially if they're going to keep fentanyl out and keep people from coming in and killing your kids, it's okay. But I'm talking about the yeah, over these talk shows I've been seeing on politics where they're talking about, man, are there aliens out there? Is there new life? Like that's why I said, shoot the balloon, shoot the alien in the balloon. I don't know who it is. It might, it might could be my favorite Martian. I don't know who the fuck it is, but be kind to people and leave people better than you found them and leave you situations better than you found them. Jetson? Yeah, could be, could be. His boy, Elroy, Jane, his wife, daughter, <laughs> Judy, their dog, Astro. I know all that thing, right? God damn. So, Nobody yeah. knows about Astro. Dude, I'm from Esco. You can do it. I, I just care about people being kind. Leave them better than you found them. But when an alien jumps in a balloon from Russia, go ahead and shoot it out of the sky, man. That's what I'm talking about. Hey. God damn. I miss the old days, man. Yeah, well, we may have hey, to. Get- have you ever seen an alien though flying? Um, I've seen some alien talent that's so good you think they're from a different planet in sports. I- I've never I haven't- seen an alien. No, I've, yet me either. A, I've yet to see a, a, a disc shaped object or or gray or. I haven't seen the Loch Ness monster or Bigfoot either. 
I want to go see the Loch Ness. Loch Ness is my most intrigued. Like, I watch anything on Loch Ness. Yeah. Oh, I love those. Uh, Document Like those. Oh, uh, those that's yeah. Thing. I do. Even Big time. We know those shows. We'll see the body of the thing. Yeah. Like, I, I want to yeah, I love watching Bigfoot shows, Sean, and then and 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 and, and knowing you're never going to see the fucking thing. Like, wh- why are we so fucking dumb when we know we're never going to see the fucking Bigfoot? But you'll watch an hour and a half of the show, won't you? Watch two hours of that yeah. motherfucker, and then like, and, oh, yeah, yeah, and all the conspiracy theories kick in now too. So yeah, dude, I'm just uh, listen. I'm just so easy going. I don't want to buy. I mean, I'm passionate about what we do for a living, but I don't. I don't like. I don't get caught up in all people's bullshit. I'm not going to hate somebody because they they like Gavin Newsom. Okay, right. Exactly. It, dude. I, I don't care. If you like Nancy Pelosi, go have a mimosa with her. I don't really I'm, give a I've shit. I've had a problem so. though. If they try to ban tackle football, you know what though? I'm, I'm going to talk to my boy and tell. We're going to try, dude, but they're not going to get away with it. It's never going to happen. Hey, Sean, I'm going to ask him though. Do you really care if he bans football for under 12? Because let me ask you something. You're not out there fucking banging the 12-year-olds anyway, helmet to helmet. You're teaching pussy-ass tackling any fucking way. So what does it matter? The NFL's become a pussy league. So why are we worried about 12 years old in California? You know, when I played my I played tackle football in the park with my buddies, you know when I played my first snap of tackle football in a uniform? I played high school. I never played junior. I, I played I played no. flag football, Sean, and it made so me a man. I'll tell you right now. I, I, I didn't play until I was a freshman in high school. And I tell people, and I'll leave it at this so we can get out of here. I know we've kept people a long time. As I played, my junior high coach said, we play flag football. When I moved into Escondido, he said, we play flag football here 11 on 11. And do you know how I learned how to read coverage in the seventh and eighth grade? Because like in Pop Warner, an an eight-year-old, these kids are so worried about who's going to get hit. You put your biggest guy at quarterback who can run. And if he drops back to pass, he's just looking to run. He or he'll throw it deep. He's not. They're afraid to get hit. They're watching the rush, right? And you do train yourself at a young age, the first five years of your life, to do it. I never had that training. So what did I do? When you're playing flag football, you never worry about, and I was bigger than guys, but you never think somebody's going to come hit you in the back because they can't. So what did I do? You learn how to pocket presence, how to read coverage, because you're not getting hit, so your eyes are, your head's always up. So the truth of the matter is, it's not. It's the principle of telling somebody your kid's not allowed to play football if you want them to. That's my problem with it. They, I never had my kids in Pop Warner, and I never played Pop Warner. I didn't play until I got to high school. I was a basketball and baseball guy. We've talked about that. So I think you can learn a lot oh, of yes. skills. I, I think you can learn a lot of technique and skills. And as a quarterback, it taught me great discipline how to watch the coverage and not the pass rush. So I don't have a problem with it. I always have a problem with somebody telling me you're going to get the same shot as everybody else. Everybody's not playing football. Every, listen, I'm not in it to break any rules, but I also am not in it to you tell me how to raise my kid or tell me what shot I got to take because you decided that it was good for you. And in turn, now I've never heard one person apologize to the people that they ridiculed who didn't get it, right? So and either shot, way, I don't care if you get the shot or if you don't. I'm just giving you an example. Stuff never bothered me, man. I'm not going to bother anybody, so don't bother me. If you bother me, then we got a problem. Hey, I'm going to be honest. My first game in pads in high school, too, I think I threw for, like, 385 touchdowns, and I ran for, like, three touchdowns. They couldn't tackle me, and I was fucking dropping the bomb on them motherfucker. They couldn't tackle me, and it was – I was like, motherfuckers, you ain't ready for this, and I've never played Pop Warner, and everybody out there played Pop Warner. Right. 
and you were advanced ahead of him regardless. So is it going to affect the way football? No. As long as good teachers at that age, if we can find them, not just some slapdick teaching, as you'd call it, but and coaching. Um, but like I said, it's the principle of you telling a whole state that you're not allowed to play. No, that, 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 we're, we're not, that's not the way we do things. The, you know, if your kid doesn't want to, how about the kids that don't want to play? Guess what you don't do? Don't play. The, the, just don't play. But the ones that do want to play, let them play. So that's up to them. So, like I said, I, I just I'm I'm in the just I just try to relax and enjoy life, man. I got I, I got no issue. But if but if you if you want to cross me like that, tell then 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 it's on. I'll then I'll fight whatever I've got to do. But I ain't telling anybody what to do with their life. Or I don't get in people's wallet, and I sure as hell don't get in their mind and tell them what's good for them. And I never have. Wish I got in your wallet. God damn. All I heard is when you check the ATM machine, it just says, ooh. Yeah, that wallet's fat as a motherfucker, man. It really is. With the pH. <laughs> hey. I wish. I wish. Let, me, let me ask you this. Would you get mad if a fat hoe was, was, wasn't making carne asada? Well, is there, am I getting guac out of it? I mean, if a fat hoe ain't cooking... I have no interest. Let me tell you something, bitch. I'm talking to you now. If anybody isn't, or I'm not, if, if we aren't eating the good vittles, I, what, what do I got to say? But what about it the other way around? You do the cooking. If your bitch ass ain't cooking, you got to go too. Okay. Well, not just to lay you. If your bitch ass ain't cooking, she'll kick you to the curb. If your bitch ass is at my house and I'm cooking for you every night, then goddamn, you better be in a fucking G-string too, bringing me fucking drinks, motherfucker. Well, that's fair. That's fair. And a little pound cake for dessert. I got you. You're out of your mind, dude. Look how low key I am. Uh, you God think I was damn, you, you, you think, pound cake? Are you yeah, shitting me? Gotta deliver some pound cake, dude. Some Sarah Lee. What you know about that? I get out of the jacuzzi, man. I'll tell you. The motherfuckers swang. They swang. S-W-A-N-G. Swang. Just like you just swang. It's just swanging. Motherfuckers swang like a grandma's titties. Oh, now that, that's not the swing you want to see, dude. Sorry. No, it ain't, but it swings either way. I don't want to see that documentary where grandma's throwing them over her shoulder. No, I, I don't want to see that. I'm taking my ass to the sheets. I got to go make a play. When are you going to join me again? Maybe next week on the show? Don't come on my show slinging F-bombs, dude. FCC will get you. Don't be coming, yeah, here call, don't be, don't be coming on here calling somebody a sling. I'm, I'm, I'm so fucking legit. I do your show right up at to 5.59 a.m. my time, and then I start my show at fucking 6. Right. Yeah, we're not slinging slap dicks. In fact, you can't be slinging that on FCC shows. I know. Hey, I'm, I, I can fall... Come I on, just, I on. just tell my producer. I said, keep the dump button ready, because JB might get fired up. Derek Carr might do something he doesn't like, and he might sling a f bomb at his ass. Speaking of, speaking of, yeah, he got, he got his, he got his fucking release. I'd have done the same thing he did. I'm not sticking around. I'm not. I'm not. You gave me a no trade clause. If you're dumb enough to give a no trade clause, I don't understand why teams do that. I pay you forty million. Why the hell do I need to give you a no trade clause too? You ain't getting one. I don't care if you're Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, or Jalen Hurts. I'm not giving you a no trade clause because you don't get to hold my team hostage later on. Right. But if I was Derek Carr on this, who did a great job for the Raiders, it didn't end the way they wanted it to. 
I'm not giving you the opportunity to trade me where you want to trade me to get an asset. I'll bet on myself. I'm going to be a free agent. I'll go get a new contract. It may not be all of it guaranteed, but I'm going to go get a new contract. And I'm not give, doing you any solids and saying, here, you go and trade me to a team I got a no shot to win on to make your franchise happier while I'm screwed. I would have done exactly what Derek Carr did. Not the last two weeks of the season. I'd have been in the complex with my team. But I sure as hell wouldn't have done you a solid by saying, yeah, you trade me where you want to. Oh, hell no. You gave yeah, me no I, trade clause. I'm not waiving it. I'm not either. Uh, I, I totally agree. I would have did the same thing. I'm not a, you know, I don't, I'm not a believer in the kid, but I think I would have did the same thing. He's has at least earned the right to be an NFL quarterback. He's played nine years and, and he'll do somebody. He'll, he'll go to Washington or New Orleans and he'll play. They'll, they'll be, they'll be better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're and, not going to be playing in February, but they'll be better. Yeah. It's that simple. Hey, I got a next show. We got to break down. I broke down my top 20 quarterbacks of all time. And, uh, I, I can't wait to go over that with you. Man, it's for one through 20. All right. I can't wait to see your list, and I'll tell you where I got him as we go along with it. I'm I got Warren Moon at 20. Nobody threw a prettier ball than him in this league ever. I'm talking I'm about a tighter spiral ever. Yeah, I'm trying to tell people that. Yeah, they he don't. was. I, I, I'll, I can validate that for you and tell you what kind of preparation guy he was, too. Phenomenal. Yeah, no doubt. Phenomenal. Uh, Hey, go to sleep, man. You got 36 shows to do tomorrow. Uh, I got my show. and uh... Uh, Maybe if, if not Friday, early next week, talking about this game and some of these quarterbacks in free agency. Get yeah, you on the show. Yeah, definitely. All right. Thanks to everybody who chimed in tonight, man. We appreciate you guys. All right, brother. Uh, you guys, I appreciate you. We'll see you guys when we get back. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Sean's on iHeartRadio in Houston. I'm on the Coach JB Show. Uh, we'll see you guys on the other side. Appreciate you. Peace. Peace.